XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony Channel. The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. So you know your message yet, or you don't know yet? It's inside me. You know what I mean? Just it's waiting it's, for it it's all out. around everywhere, but I listen to it. You know what I'm saying? How about, so then you believe in the It whole. isn't my message. It's like the message. It's the message. Yeah. It has nothing to do with like a specific religious thing. It's anti-religious. It has to do with spirituality and just like... You know what I mean? Right. The, the power of love, that's all it is. You know, it's like, which is very confusing because we got films of me like punching people in the head. But it has to be done sometimes. If you understand like Sufism or stuff like that, you know, you understand that people that have done amazingly great things also carried swords and shit, you know, and that's, don't be confused by that just because one person's path is complete non-violence. You know, I'm more yin-yang completely like whatever it is. And, also, I just have the animal vibe. It's fucked up. You know, not really trying to avoid it, but the life that I was I'm not
Okay, let's get down to it, Bobber. Yeah, let's get down to it, Bobbers. It's a Black Friday on the Ron Fez Show. Phone's open, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. This weekend, um, a lot of salute to Patrice O'Neill on the channel, and O&A are going to rerun the... uh, a mess that I did with uh, Patrice, so keep an ear out for that this weekend. I think you'll get a big kick out of it. <coughs> O&A, by the way, look just spent. They just look so beat down. I felt so horrible talking to them today. Uh, life. It is the Ron Fez Show. Coming up a little later on in the, uh, in the show. I'm very excited about this uh, recently just saw two movies uh, one being my week with Marilyn starring Michelle Williams who who doesn't love Michelle Williams lovely fantastic actress not even fantastic actress but whatever that thing is that you like in a woman beyond looks yeah it's all she has all of that and this she's playing Marilyn Monroe she's terrific then I saw what's I guess being billed as a silent film the other night, the artist wasn't sure how I was going to like it, end up loving it. Um, place went crazy, as a matter of fact, at the end of the film. That's awesome. At a at the credits, which is always weird to me. <laughs> uh, later on this month, everybody loves to see Merle Streep films this time of the year, The Iron Lady. One thing that all these films have in common is their Oscar contenders, and of course, who puts out the Oscar contenders every year? Harvey Weinstein. Coming up later on in the show, Harvey Weinstein. Holy shit. Which is, uh, for me, like, you know, having the chance to talk to Barry Gordy. I'm just, uh, for a long, long time, I've been uh, crazy about his films. You know, I know people say, "Oh, he yelled." He did I don't give a shit. Oh, give me guys. the, give me the good stuff. I want, <laughs> I want the good movies. Fucking uncut. <laughs> I am a, a person who, when I see a movie I don't like, uh, it sours me. And when I see a movie that I enjoy, it fucking enriches me. So I go out of my way. To try to get to the good stuff. I go out. If it's going to be the bad rom coms, I'll wait till I can see them in my living room. <laughs> I'll it, shit. It's not like I won't watch them because I do like to watch movies, even bad movies, where I'm like, all right, I wish they would have made these kind of cha- whatever. It gets the girl. Uh, the movie stinks, but hey, that one kid was a good supporting actor. Whatever it happens to be, I can put up with it there. When I'm in the theater. It, it feels like a physical affront to me when they're awful. Uh, these two um, films, I saw two of the three that I'll be talking to Harvey Weinstein about. But um, very, very cool. I can't I, believe he's coming in. This is crazy. Harvey fucking Weinstein. I know, but you know what? It's Sirius XM, is a, we just get a lot of cool people. Ari okay. Gold was in here yesterday <laughs> talking about his new film, which I got a kick out of. I live, this time of year is the way uh, other people feel about, like, summer movies. That's how I feel this time of year. I like robots. Um, Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. 
Hey, Ronnie, have you went to see uh, Hugo yet? I have not seen Hugo yet. Now, uh, I've heard only good things. Have you seen it? I have. I watched it last weekend, and I, I don't go to the movies for anything but, like, Saving Private Ryan yeah. and these type of movies, and uh, it's worth it even for adults. It gives you some history and perspective on... Uh, All right, don't tell me too much. I like to walk right. in blank. I like to be a blank person, but it's good to hear. Now, the other day, and here's the thing. If, like, a friend says something bad about a movie to me, it could I'll, I'll fucking get out of line. Cowboys but, and Aliens. I know, I still haven't seen Cowboys and Aliens because of G-Baby. He said, don't, and I just, I freaked out. I've been waiting seven months because I thought the title was hysterical. Uh, but the other day, uh, Dennis Joyce was in here, and he's like, saw you go, oh, God, was I bored. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like the critics are going crazy. Oh, it's great if you don't care what you're watching. And I'm like, oh, no. That's but good. then a minute later... He starts getting into thrash metal about how great thrash metal. I'm like, okay, he wants explosions. I'm going to ignore this. Unfortunately, I couldn't go out to dinner, but uh, Hicks and Zito and Fez went out and had a lovely time. I didn't go. I wasn't part of that. My fault. You know what? We shouldn't even get back into that because it reminds you how much you hate Zito. I mean, I hate him with all your core from the inside. Terribly awkward everywhere. And we're going to... I'm going to put... I think I'm going to get the person on this is going to be UCB Fred to take Fez out for a trim because the top of his head does not match the back of his head. He's got a slick down top of his head and then some kind of crazy bird's nest on the back. I'm just going to, it's, I don't want to get it too short, but just a little trim. You know, I'm trying to get Fez involved with the right people and you can't have the Pepper Hicks look. I mean, it's perfect for this room, the way Fez looks. Bob Seger? But he's going in a whole... Di well, uh, he's Kenny Rogers. Fez is Kenny Rogers. <laughs> oh, my God, we have, like, rock legends. He is. Let's make a super group. <laughs> I'll just drop in to see what condition. Um, Dan, you're on Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, I want to invite Fez to... The American Retro, December 10th, for the Ron and Fez fans' Christmas party. Dan, didn't yeah. you just do this yesterday? Yeah, Ronnie, it's, uh, i got a week and a half. i got to make sure people show up. I mean, you're on the air every day. You're we coming across a little desperate, Dan. Yeah, it's not coming off the right way. You going, Fez? No, I won't be there. Sorry, oh, Fez, you're the worst. I would have... See, now, why <laughs> would... See, why would I walk <laughs> into the place where that's the sentiment? And now he hangs up. And it went from, please feel free to plug your party... To same time every day, not even breaking it up. Yeah. And the Fez, you're the worst. Yeah, exactly the worst. <laughs> now, I will love to be there as long as it's not the same night of the uh, F.H. Riley party, which I had already uh, RSVP'd. Oh, boy. So as long as that's two separate nights, I'll be fine because it's so far away. I know, that's Long Island, man. Strong Island. It's impossible to hit both. If I go out there, I'm either going to have to stay with Crazed or Spandy, because I'm not coming back, because that's going to be a party night for me. Um, Tony, you're on the run of Fez show. Tony in Boston. Hey, Ronnie. How's it going? Yeah. Um, the uh, movie Shame is coming out this weekend, I think, in uh, Manhattan and L.A. 
Uh, I know you're looking forward to it. I am, too. I'm in Boston, so it's not going to be coming out until next week, I think, for me. But are you going to see it this weekend? I, um, you know, my problem is that the weekends get a little busy because of stuff i got to do. I'd love to see it this weekend. I'm planning on seeing it this weekend. But like you said, it's only in two theaters. But I want those two theaters to be packed because this is one of those movies that they tried to do the NC-17, which... I would have no problem with that rating, but then they don't get out, they can't make money, they don't get in enough theaters. Yeah, no one's going to put it in their fucking theater, it's ridiculous. It By the way, the, the, movie. the person that they invented the NC-17 for, Harvey Weinstein, it was one of the films that they tried to call X, uh, something, I believe it was a foreign film that he was handling uh, in the late 80s and uh, he fought it and then they came back with this new invention NC-17 which they said was going to show that something wasn't porno um, just out there for the masses and, but then the theaters won't pick it up the newspapers won't run the ads uh, shame make sure you, you get it just so films like this uh you know, if you get the opportunity to see it, go see it so films like this get made. Uh, it's part of our uh, uh, pick of the week this week on Filtered Excellence on the Interrobang. Um, let's go over here. You're not going to the party fest? No, I'm not going to be there. What did, they, what did he say? You're the worst? You're the worst. I called to invite Fez. Let me uh, plug this party again. Uh, Fez, will you be there? No, I'm not going to make it. You're the worst. It's what led to your fallout with RonFez.net to begin with, that kind of stuff. Yeah, just uh, the, the just that attitude there that just kept me off of that board altogether. And then, then he, I feel like a dinosaur see, saying the word board. Invites can be a bad thing. Um, but here's the thing with Dan, and I don't know him. But yesterday, I'm happy to have him uh, do his plug, no problem, but same time, and then to do the thing with Fez, it's, it's what, you know. Bad form. Because I get this thing from um, uh, Sailor, would you, you know, oh, we got cock-blocked by the Interrobang, and I go, who cock-blocked? Oh, we didn't get cock-blocked. Uh, I said, you're always free to call the show. And plug. I don't know why you want to take a shot at Fez and then quickly hang up, but crazy. there you go. And Fez has been in nothing but a good mood lately. Oh, yeah. He's been on top of it. True and uh, true. He's becoming an impressionist. Very impressive. His cat talks. Fred's taking him out for a boy's haircut. Things are going well these days. Just a trim. Um, also, that Weinstein movie was Tie Me Up, Tie Me Down. Which they invited NC-17 for. Is that right? Which is also a Pedro Maldivar and Tony Banderas. I know, that was very early on, all in Espanol. Oh, yeah. Um, when Harvey gets here, Fez, I'd like to seal you into a box. Thank you. And then... Back in the box. When he leaves, out comes the cutter, we open the box, and everything's great. Um... Lots of stuff to uh, talk about today. Uh, here's David. David, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. I have an interrobang for you. Yeah. 
What radio show are we listening to on our drive up to Vermont for the first skiing and snowboarding of the season? Uh, I guess that's Renfez. That's right. We're so excited. I got two people in the car that I'm introducing them to the show. So, What, what are their names? Uh, Pat and Chris. All right. Pat and Chris, uh, welcome. Um, by the way, I don't know how we're having skiing, when for some reason the leaves haven't fallen off the trees yet. It's fucking mild as fuck out there. So I'm seeing Christmas lights with leaves on them. I feel like I'm back in Florida. Um, Randy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Uh, the guy that was plugging his party, I don't know what his true meaning was, but when he said that about Fez, you're the worst, sounded like his feelings were hurt because Fez was like, well, no, I don't think I'm coming <coughs> to your party. I'm, you know, your party's lame and... You know, just like but Fez, Fez hasn't Clark. been to their party in a couple years. Yeah. And they haven't reached out except for at the party time. <clears throat> I don't go to that site. I Like Ron said, I haven't been to the parties. It's just he was using me as an excuse just to get the plug out. I don't even think he really wanted me there. I have no problem that he called him plug. I wish he wouldn't do it at the same time every day. <clears throat> Anyway, let's get back into this. It is the Ron and Fez show. I want to head on over to the Interbank for this Eagles fan, uh, young Eagles fan. Uh, by the way, you said Dave jinxed us. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad they're not going to the playoffs, just like I'm glad that my fantasy team is not going to the playoffs. I started Vince Young. <laughs> Oh, Christ. I don't even know what you were thinking. I Well, Mark Sanchez kind of sucks, and Vince Young <coughs> did throw over 400 yards. It was Mark a, Sanchez threw four fucking touchdowns. Yeah, but that, that team sucks. I know, but he's he he's not. That was an abnormality. They don't have a fucking... Vince Young has barely played in the last four fucking years. I know. It was like a, I was sitting in the office. I was like, I got to make some moves. I got to do something drastic. How many points do you need to win by? Uh, You've got some kind of mathematical weirdness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to outscore Mikey Boyd by, I believe, 16 or 17 points, and he needs to lose, and I need to win. Who's Mikey Boyd playing? Mikey Boyd's playing Pepper. This guy right here, and i got to beat him by, like, 50 points. And I need to lose. Now, I'm not going to the playoffs. I'm making a prediction. I beat Blowhard this week. He's going to rest his starters, so no, good. get ready fucking for the playoffs. No, I'm, I'm serious. No, yeah. I'm fucking flat-out serious. I'm going to get him this week. My team is slowly coming together. I lost six fucking players this year. Six. Your bench looks crazy. My I kicker broke his leg on the opening fucking kickoff. Fuck. Um, now, just to go to the show that we're like friends with everyone, let's go over here to Stan, who's one of the characters that Radio Shark plays. Radio Shark, introduce your character, Stan. Ah, uh, this reminds me of the artist. All cordially invited to the FNR Holiday Ball. It's happening this Saturday, December 10th, at the Grand American Retro Ballroom in New York City. Famous for its elegant dining and dancing and palatial dance floor. Special guests will be there, too, to mingle with. And they will answer all your questions about the show and themselves. Legendary Jack Torrance and his Overlook Orchestra will be there, playing all their hits from the past for your listening pleasure. I hope to see you all there, Saturday, December 10th, at the Grand American Retro Ballroom, 11th Ave, between 50th and 50th First Street. If you love it so much, you may never leave. Proper tire is required. 
You know, when I don't hate Radio Shark, I love him. That's the weird thing. It's pretty good music. All right, let's go to this uh, little kid. He's seven years old, and this is the future of Philadelphia sports fan. This is basically what you'll get uh, out of every uh, sports fan. Now, his dad videotaped him because we live in an age where if your kid's doing something embarrassing, let's try to go viral with it. Let's get it on YouTube immediately. Uh, So let's go over to this kid. Watch uh, the Patriots destroy the Eagles. What? Why are you so mad at Tom Brady? Well, I think Tom Brady's an idiot too. He might throw a pick. Why don't you like Tom Brady so much? Because he's mean? No, I hate him. Oh, Christopher. Don't get so upset. Don't go give him a punch. Don't be so mad at Tom Brady. I hate him though. And he needs to play a toilet. He's sucky. Do you think that Tom Brady hurt the Eagles player? Uh, by the way, it's up on the entire bangers. You're never too young to hate Tom Brady. Now, the beauty of this, it's exactly like watching an Eggs game with my uncle. There's no <laughs> difference except for I didn't hear an end bomb. I like when his, when his dad says, maybe he'll throw a pick. He doesn't throw picks. He just throws touchdowns. <laughs> if I was Tom Brady, I'd feel so good about this. He fucking drills in everyone. Everyone fucking knows. Um, you're never too young to hate Tom Brady. That's the world's youngest uh, Eagles fan. And seriously, that happened all over the Delaware Valley at the same time. Just play a little bit of the kid just acting like any other Eggs fan. What? Tom Brady, don't video me. Why are you so mad at Tom Brady? Now, here's the thing. And be honest. If you were the parent, would you videotape it and try to make it go viral? Or would you try to let him know, hey, it's just sports, it's entertainment, let's not uh, let it get this way to us, pal. This fucking dad is just a dick. And this kid, it's going to be there forever. It's going to be up there forever, and they'll fucking, they'll be bring, busting this thing out at family gatherings fucking for the rest of this little kid's life. This will keep this kid off the high school football team, <laughs> because he is a little fucking rat ass, and when they do show that, he's going to be crying later. He's throwing a fucking temper tantrum. It is. Well, I think Tom Brady's an idiot, too. He might throw a pick. He's never going to throw a pick. He just throws touchdowns. And the kid's fucking right. That's the sad thing about it. When Brady's on, you're not going to be able to stop the motherfucker. This kid should be doing fucking analysis on ESPN. (laughs) Or at least should be doing sports talk radio in Philly. Fuck yeah. Keeps Blow together up. just as well as Matt Millen. Poor Matt Millen. Who did I see? Oh, I saw Bob Costas. 
and I can't remember where it was, saying, how is Syracuse getting away with this after everything that Penn State went through? Syracuse is just as guilty as the school. What the fuck, Bob yeah, Costas? I agree, Bob he Costas. went to Syracuse. That's why he says he's humiliated. Oh, as an alumni... This needs to be get into. Then he took a shot at ESPN and said everything that they've accused Joe Paterno of. Now, here's the um, uh, the beauty of it. Penn State is going to give their bowl money, $1.5 million, to the cause. Uh, some children's sex crime advocacy group because they do... Um, they are behind sex crimes, apparently. So, Penn State... We're going to the bowl game, but we're going for free. Oh, that's so great of them. Um, Dropping the fucking bucket. <laughs> Tony in Indiana, you're on Ronnie Fez. Hey, Ronnie, sound like a million bucks today. I just want to say that little kid sounds like Fez yelling at Zito. You really should match up them video, uh, sound bites there. All right, let's hear a little bit more of the kid to see if this has a Fez sound. So much, because he's mean? No, I hate him. Oh, Christopher. Don't get so upset. We'll go give him a punch. Uh, here's Brian. Brian and Charlotte, you're in front of Fez. Hey, Ronnie, the nice thing is he's he's less annoying to listen to than John Gruden. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> okay. They're I'm both the same squeaky level. See, yeah. Fez, that man gave you your only championship. Yeah. What happened in Tampa, Fez? Fez is the weirdest kind of fan where he doesn't live and die with his team. He only lives with them. So if something bad happens, those guys suck. If something good happens, we did it. Let me get a tattoo. <laughs> he has a tattoo on his arm of a team he doesn't even support week to week. Oh, come on. When you were down in Tampa, did you go to the game, Fez? No, did not go. Why not? What happened in Tampa, Fez? Now, your family still has the tickets, right? Yeah, yeah. Why didn't you go to the game? Um, I I just dis decided I did not want to be part of that. It would be too hard. I always, when I did go, I went with my father. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't want to walk in the stadium without my dad. You will never go to another game with your dad going. I, I don't see myself ever walking in that stadium again. This is what I like about Fess. Um, he'll never see another football game in that stadium. And he will never uh, see another movie in a theater because the Riddler's not in. Jesus Christ. Both those things are tattooed on his arm. Both of are it's a commitment. Now, here's I have the thing. my tattoo memories. I know that you watched football on TV with your dad. How could you still do that? Well, that was uh, the stadium was exclusively with my dad. I've watched games without my dad before. That wasn't a dad only thing. Didn't you eat breakfast with your dad before? No more breakfast for me. You did a lot of breathing when your dad was around too. Now your dad was I didn't do a lot of that now. Why do you got to start, Zito? Unbelievable. When you know he hates your fucking guts, and it's been explained to you time and time again. Pure hatred. Do you hate me, Fez? No, I don't hate you. I love you. That's because I'm so kind. That's just to show how my kindness works, I guess. Mm -hmm. You hate Hicks? No, I don't hate Hicks. Oh, I doesn't love him, though. Do you love him? I love Hicks. 
All right. Love them enough to make out with them in front of us? Oh, my God. If that's what it takes to prove it. <laughs> hell, no, hell. No, I take your word for it. You sure? Because I'll prove it. <laughs> I'm okay. We got to prove it, prove it. We got to prove it, prove it. I don't want any of this G-talk going on when Harvey Weinstein comes in here. All right. Um, let's go over here to uh, John. John, you're on the Run of Fez show. John. Hey, Ronnie, you got me? Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie, as a Patriots fan in Massachusetts, I can, this kid sounds more like Dan Marino every Sunday worrying about his records being broken by Manning and especially Brady. Uh, Marino was a fucking red ass. Uh, Craig, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. I was just going to say, Ronnie, it's funny what our kids watch us do while we're watching sports. Like, I'll tell my daughter we got to get home to watch the Raiders game. She goes, oh, yeah, so you can yell at the TV because of penalties. It's just, you know, they pick it up from us, and it's just kind of funny watching, the, you know, listening to this kid lose his shit. Well, it is why you live and die with these teams because... As a little kid, that is something like Fez said. He did it with his dad. Used to watch the games on TV. Then you went to the games with your dad, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's that thing that you get. So as your dad's reacting, that's what you start doing. Now, the first time I went to a Phil's game, my uncle dropped the end bomb on one of my favorite players. Oh, Jesus. How'd that affect you? I was just like, well, my old excuse was, I guess he's just drunk. <laughs> Actually, if I'm really thinking about it, I'm serious about this. It's cru I was crushed in my own way. That sucks. And it's really kind of cool to be embarrassed at a very early age. You know what I mean? You're like, huh, I'm a child, and yet the adults are misbehaving. Oh, yeah, I had that feeling in my dad baseball games. Okay, lift the fuck up. Will you never go back to another game now? Because you're dead? I'll never go back to another little league game. <laughs> You'll never play catcher I'll never, again? I'll never play what, what position did you play? I was first base. Now, did you play over there in Long Island City? Oh, was yeah. it just stick ball? Is that what Little League was there? We didn't have a dirt field, that's for sure. It was yeah. a concrete lot. You had to look out for the trolley car coming through? <laughs> Later, I want to talk to you about this place that's the graffiti place. Oh, five points. Why do you just say it like... I've never heard of a place where they support graffiti. Yeah, it's great. It's like the only place in the fucking, at least in the same, possibly the whole fucking country. I don't know. It's nuts. It's awesome. Um, let's go over here to Bob. Bob, you're on Fez. Yeah, fans, I'd like to ask you, don't you think your dad would want you to go enjoy a football game? Especially oh. if your family already has the tickets. I'm sure he would. I'm just not ready to walk into that stadium. You can never do it again. No, and see his empty seat there? And I certainly don't want to sit in it. Wait a minute, why doesn't somebody sit in that seat? Well, I'm sure somebody does now, but I don't want to be there and... See that person in the seat. Yeah, or, you know, when we walk into the stadium, you know, come around the corner, come down the steps, and see that empty seat before anyone even sits in it. What if the Bucks draft the Riddler? Oh, oh God, he's opening his heart here. He's shit. opening his heart. This is important to him. It's his dad. And you're going to throw We're talking about my father here. The way he said it, you didn't even love your dad. 
I love my dad very much. I love my dad as much as I hate Zito. And that's a lot. The only oh. thing I wish is that you would have shown him while he was still alive. I showed my dad that I loved him. Yeah. Not what he said to me. What did he say to you? He goes, I don't know how Fez feels about me. Well, and I well, said, and yeah. I, I said, apathetic. Now... I wish I would have taken that back. Wait, did we just learn that Fez proves he shows people he loves them by making out with them? <laughs> oh, oh, shit! Fuck. He hates you, Fez! He said you're doing sex with your dad! No, that's how Syracuse shows it. Oh, oh that's no, true! No, that's no, fucking no, true! No. That's absolutely true. That's the only man hanging when you get off the line like that. Um, here's uh, Rob, Jersey, you're in Fez. Yeah, it couldn't be any worse than seeing an empty scoreboard at that Tampa stadium. Oh, it's only empty on one side. <laughs> it's true. It's normally nice and full on the other. Um, you know what? I wish that you wouldn't even mention his father again. Remember you had that deal? You were just supposed to say Fez's mom's friend. It's true. I, I haven't mentioned his his. Friend, his, his mom's, mom's friend. friend. I've mentioned his mom's friend. I've just mentioned the Riddler. Oh, I did when I did the making out. You don't mention yes. the Riddler. You have to call him question mark, man. <laughs> okay. Um, Brian, Connecticut, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron, thanks. Are you going to be playing any of the sleeves programs this holiday season? I'd like to have some people listen in on that like you did last year. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, one time I went ice skating when jazz music was playing. And everybody was there. This is like my one-year anniversary when I drove all the way up to uh, bumfuck New England. I don't even know what state I was in. I guess Vermont. Hampshire? And No, it was Vermont, wasn't it? Or was it New Hampshire? Where does he live? Maybe I'm told. I thought it was Vermont. Same and state. I went to see Sleeves. Not the same state, Pepper. And I kid you not, it was it was a one-man show. And it was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life. Of any type. And I go to a lot of shows of, of all different kinds. And Sleeves has got so much talent. He's and I know he's, there's um, wheels very interested in him. Some big wheels. That's so I hope good. everything works out. That's awesome. But even if it doesn't work out, he's already there. This is my new thing. Because I've been so aggravated about the Patrice thing. Um, about everybody deciding to say he was great after he passed away. Which, if you listen to The Unmasked, Patrice said he wanted the accolades, but on his own terms. He basically wanted it to be liked for what he was doing, not for kowtowing and giving them the stuff that they want. And the second that Patrice passed away, Everybody in the world was like, that Patrice did things his own way. We hear it Rolling Stone and the New York Times and Entertainment Weekly and all these things that he would have loved to have been in. Fuck yeah. He would have loved to have been in. Then they decide they love him. Uh, it also happened with Hicks, with Bill Hicks. Oh, yeah. Life is crazy. And I want to tell you right now. And you're like, oh, I don't... The worst thing that you can do, I think in life is to see something great to see something that is wonderful and the whole purpose 
wonderful is because you get filled with wonder. And I don't care whether it's nature, I don't care whether it's relationship, and any kind of creativity, you have to stop and say, I am the fair witness to this. I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. And now I wish that for sleeves, because it drives me... The people write me, isn't it great that Patrice is like number one on the... Yeah, that is great, but I wish it happened two years ago. I, I wish it didn't happen because there's some people out there that feel like... And I'm not accusing this of everyone, but there's like a death fetish that takes place that I want to find out that, you know, something isn't there anymore. So now I want to say something great about it. I go out of my way, no matter what it happens to be. It could be a band, it could be a comedian, a movie. I want If, if there's something enjoyable, I want to feel it. I want to know it. Be in the moment and appreciate it. Oh, it just wastes time. I'm going to say right now, uh, Vince McMahon, you've been passed, my friend, by Simon Cowell, is doing the best wrestling show on TV. The fake fights, the longing looks. <laughs> um, here's Kyle and Pierre, you're in Fez. Hey, guys, how you doing? This is for Fez. Um, I was just wondering if he could sit down with his dad one last time. What would he say to his dad? Like, what love or what words would he would like to say to his dad if he had the chance again? What are we, in therapy? Who would? I don't know where this well, even comes that's from. That's an insane thing to ask another person, Kyle. That is an insane thing. Rob, you're on my face. Uh two things. One, I actually just emailed please to see if he was doing another show in Vermont because I'm headed up there next month. Uh, unfortunately, he is not. But I was very disappointed with I was uh, open to um, expose him to my friends and family. Uh, two, Fez, we, uh, people actually lose their fathers all the time, like myself and Mr. Hicks over there, and we move on. I don't know why you oh, can't just move on. Move on, .org. Move on. <laughs> Go to the game. I don't uh, want to go to the game. I'm not. I don't. Pull your I, pants down. Rub your bare ass all over your dad's seat and no. move on. Yeah. If What's wrong with that? If anyone sit in that seat, you just fucking jump them. <laughs> Take their shit. By the way, Mikey Boy's coming up a little later on in the show. Uh, Sean, you're on a fez. Yeah, yeah. My buddy's in hour seven. A similar conversation about the like, death fetish and public and the media. I kind of feel the same way you do, Ron. But I guess. You know, I was thinking here, is there anybody now you suggest, you know, getting into now that's under the radar that, I don't know if they're going to die, but maybe... I'm going to tell, I just told you, Sleeves is in his early 90s, and he's got to be one of the most talented people on the planet. He's fantastic. He's been sending us stuff for years. and He's just terrific. And anything that you've ever heard here or on any other show that he's sent stuff to... Is not even as good as his live performing. It's not amazing that that it's hypnotizing. But I will tell you this, and we don't kid about this on the Interrobang. We have the filtered excellence, filtering all the stuff that's out there to only give you the very, very best. Take it seriously. We did the work for you. This is the good shit. The guy brings up shame, it's on there. 
Run down a list of some of the things on for this guy. Shame. Homeland. Yeah. New DVD called uh, from Talking Heads Chronology. New Roots album. New By the way, album. people are raving about the Roots album. It's awesome. People are saying, I saw a woman, she had to be 45 years old, she's running down the street naked. Just She had her big underwear in one hand, oh. screaming, I just listened to the New Roots album and everything's changed for me. Oh, Keep going. Shit. New Ryan Adams album, Ashes of Fire. New book by James Walcott, Lucking Out, my, Getting My Life Down, Something During the Seven. James Walcott is just amazing, by the way. A new, Har uh, new Harvey Ayrton book, When the Garden Was, e when the Garden Was Eaten. And Pace Magazine, Underground Railroad. It's fucking just shit that's fucking dope as fuck. And then you can go back through some of these filtered excellences. They are just the best stuff out there. And we give it to you every single week. Yeah. You got a list of sh cool shit to fucking take in. Now, Zietz is into some uh, kid that you sent us the video, and it's the speed rap thing. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's this guy in his name. Let me pull it up one more time. It is, oh, here it is. I apologize. It's uh, Mac Lethal. And he's got two huge projects on the internet right now. All right, what's the name of the one with the pancakes? Because we're putting that up. Uh, the one that you sent me last night. Oh, uh, that is... I want to make sure I have the exact title right. It's already up on the Interabang, uh, or we're going to put it up. Um, but we will uh, check this out. Nerdy White Kid Kills Look At Me Now by Mac Lethal. All right, I want to check this out, because Zito was just singing high praises about it. Now, the weird thing is, I like slow rap. I like gin and juice and anything by Maze. All right. I saw Maze fall asleep, walk into a mic one time. Oh, my God. My name is Maze. I don't know if this is going to be um, up your But eye. we're going to take this guy. Uh, it's called Video versus Video. It's Mac Lethal. And then Reggie Watts, since I thought it was interesting that they're both doing pancake songs. So right <laughs> off the bat, let's let's listen a little bit of uh, Mac Lethal. He's cooking a pancake for everybody. Yo, yellow, cheese, eggs, white, pancake, back, uh Put a little bit up on the scale when it starts to bubble, flip it over with your spatula Yeah, yeah, that shit look like my breakfast I gotta remember to flip the motherfucker over after cooking it for 30 seconds Ladies love me, I got my OJ Everybody said to do another fast rap to this beat, so I said okay But I'ma speed it up real, real, real fast, cause the whole damn bottle is gone And I'm challenging Buster, Watsky, and Twister, and any of you rap kids, follow along, come on Cook with me now, uh Cook with me now, uh, uh I'm making pancakes Cook with me now, uh Cook with me now, uh, uh Fresher than a motherfucker Chris Brown broke up with Rihanna's Always looking for another silly idiot go that he can beat up I wish that he was man enough to get inside the octagon I'm kicking him in the noggin like I'm Leo to Machida Front kick to the face just by me throwing my feet up Winking at Rihanna, baby, please show us your decubs I'm giving it to the man because the cigarettes of the pan Your fate is imminent, I'm in the minute she got the week to smoke the weed up It's done, that's done That cake is done all right, stop it for a second. Did they speed that up? No, I don't think they did. If they didn't, then... That's the fastest shit I've ever seen in my life. 
didn't feel like words for a second, but they were words. <laughs> kind of- All right, let's get back into it. Let's go! Got a butter rub, another one to put it on. This girl a couple minutes, Dell's done, done. Ain't nobody fucking with this kid, so Dell Jerry Sandusky, I'm gonna kill him with a stun gun. Come, come, get it, get it, get it, get it, crumb. Hit his bitter with a fit of venom when I split a drum. Take another visit in a minute with a minute since the society is in the gather. Davida, Vida, you Danny Davida, when I'm a little, literally, it'll better. You battling anybody with a better, you a heavy, you like better, better, better. I'ma hit you with an automobile battery, bada bing, bada bada boom, boom. I'm the king, better, got a clue, get offended when I'm sentimental and I spit at you. I'm thinking about my rhythm is dope, or much better. These rappers think they're animals, nope, it's Chuck Tester. Gotta get up the economy's a little brutal to me, the economy ain't suitable, I gotta go to Pluto for a little bit of comedy is something beautiful There's nothing beautiful about this world I'm gonna pucker up my lips to barf Gonna choke a fucking rapper in his hipster scarf I'm never gonna put another piece of music out deliberately If it isn't genuine, it grips the heart Winter's hard So have some pancakes Made by me, motherfucker The Chael Sonnen of rap music Enjoy your breakfast Mac Lethal Bitch! As unbelievably fast and uh, word on the street is that Mac Lethal is also a uh, big fan of the virus. Um, well, it's weird since we don't call the uh, fucking station that anymore. Here's our friend Newsday Lawyer. Hi, guys. Yeah. Um, I was calling yesterday. Um, Mac Lethal actually went double viral, I guess you could say, because he had two number one posts on Reddit. One was that video, the pancake bed. And then the second one was uh, he has a blog that's his cousin. Uh, he texts from his cousin, Bennett. Um, it's pretty funny. You should check it out. It's uh, a Tumblr account. It's texts from Bennett. All right. That's uh, that's amazing. All right. We've got that video up right now on the Interabang. Uh, Reggie Watts in trouble already. I can see that. They're both doing pancake songs. Maybe this could be more of a thing of people who appreciate pancakes. Because <laughs> Reggie goes slow. He grows slow, but he also creates a beat at the same time. Now, could you do anything even near that fast? Because that, that's fucking lost to me. He did more. He's had more words on that fucking thing than Fez has had in the last three and a half years. We could fast feed, uh, speed Fez's last three years. It would be about the same place. I'm a slurring mush mouth. I, there's no fucking way. That is uh, crazy. It's video versus video, Reggie Watts versus Math Le- Matt Lethal. I'm not going to vote in this one. You know why? Why is that? I love them both so much. Both great performers. One's cooking while he's rapping, though. Um, Ted, you're on Fez. Yeah, this guy, I know he's, he's white, and that's great and all. And he, he can rap, that's wonderful, but... He's got nothing on Buster Rhymes. I've seen that guy live a thousand times, and he's, he's Can I tell you so something? fast. For, for uh, Mac, I hope he ends up with half fucking Buster Rhymes' money. Does Good. Buster Rhymes make pancakes while he raps? I don't think you have. You know what's great, though? Good. Compare the two of them. I want you to. Yeah. Buster Rhymes makes French toast. Wait a minute, did you toast. just say yeah That's like a serious. fucking rapper? Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> Why don't you do a thing? I'm Bob Seger. Bob Seger coming up. Chew on my beard. That could be your thing. You could be doing some kind of thing. Make sure you throw Main Street in and all your fucking big hit songs. Yeah, see that Bob Seger rapper? Hey, that fucking Bob Seger rapper is really good. And I hear Chevrolet wants to use it for a truck commercial. Be huge. Um, Charlie, you're on a Fez. And that guy's got nothing on Donnie Dunphy. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. Why don't you, why don't you take uh, Zeno to the game? Take him to the Tampa game. Sit down. You can start some new memories. The Zito couldn't handle a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Oh, oh shit! Oh, damn! 
There's way too much sunlight for his, it gets above 90 degrees there. I don't think his pale, scrawny body could handle the conditions of a Tampa Bay fan. I will tell you this, and I don't know whether you've watched games in extreme cold, but that Florida Heat watching a fucking game can be awful. I was down there one time in Tampa. It's fucking uh, Bucks eggs, and it's early. It's like fucking September. It's so fucking hot, you can't believe it. Then it rains, but for like five minutes. It rains hard, and then goes back to just as hot. So there's steam everywhere, and all you can smell is fucking 80,000 fucking uh, armpits. It just stinks like B.O. Then here's the funniest part of it. A local sports announcer only plays in Philadelphia. Came walking out down the sidelines. The whole place goes crazy. There weren't any fucking Tampa fans there at all. You can get your ass beat wearing Tampa gear at a fucking Tampa game. That's fucked up. Just wait till they draft question who you, mark. Who you, who you voting for, Hicks? Wow, that was very fast rapping and good culinary skill. I'm going with my man Reggie Watts. Um... Love when he came in and fucking did it all up on that goddamn just on just on an iPhone. It's amazing. But big so, ups to nerdy white kid killing. Look at me now. Why is he gonna call himself nerdy? Because being nerdy's in these days. Uh, Joe, you're on my face. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, boys? Hey, listen. Uh, I just wanted to tell uh, Mr. Bob Seeger there that his concert last night was great. <laughs> but in all seriousness. Uh, for the entire bang last night at the Bob Seger concert, the boss, Bruce Springsteen, made an appearance there, and it was an amazing concert. It was great to have him on. Huh? Really enjoy having Bruce come you, with. You, yeah, you guys, you know, it was some, some pair, you two together, man, you know. You look great up there. Um, by the way, Pat from Minaki wrote, hip-hop, more like I-hop. Here's our buddy, Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny, how's your stomach? Uh, it's great, but could you stop talking about pancakes? I'm fucking starving, and I can't eat them. Just have, you can, you're allowed beverages, right? Drink some batter. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only beverage you can have on this. Pancake batter. I could wrap up, maybe I'll do a fast wrap about water, or like some other clear beverage that I can drink. Mmm, delicious. I turn it on, and all of a sudden I'm hearing pancakes, and I'm starving. Jenny, you sound stronger and stronger every day. I feel great. I'm stuck in this this house. I can't get out. I want to get out, and I can't. They want me to well, You got a door? Open it. <laughs> I got the door. I can walk around, but I want to go and do things, and I can't. Get why don't you get... Why don't they push you around in a wheelchair? <laughs> that happened at the hospital. I not like it. Get a scooter. <laughs> No, Take that. me for a push. You know, I gotta tell you, at the at the O and A thing, we did at the Hard Rock. A guy came in who was a fan of the show, I guess, came to see the O and A live thing, and he was handicapped, and he came in on a Segway. Now, how handicapped can you be that you could stand on a thing? Maybe his knees don't bend. I don't. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. He came in on a Segway. I'm like, can we help you? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm handicapped. I need the handicapped elevator. Trust me, Segways are the future. By 2003, everyone will be traveling by Segway. Trust me on this. <laughs> I couldn't get it. It was like a Seinfeld episode. Johnny, I, I just hope that you don't regret 
what you've done to your stomach. I did regret it. As soon as I came out, it was the first thing I said to my wife, why did I do this to myself? It's the worst decision I've ever made in my life. Oh, God. But I feel much better about it now. Do you still have any perks left? I got plenty. They gave me like 40. Crush them and snort them. That's what I do. <laughs> do it up. And then have a hot here. water with it. Just, but I know it sounds crazy, but just like you were making tea, but don't drop a tea bag in, and it'll help move it all through the system. That sounds nice. I may have to do that. Yeah. Do like a, any uh, morphine, or are you off that completely? No, nah, no, nah, they didn't give me any to take home. Pussies. That would have been nice. Just call them now and start screaming. I'm in huge pain. I need morphine. If they ask where it is, it's everywhere. And then, you know, you'll be able to do that two or three times before finally they go, dude, I know you're just fucking getting high. I know this she doesn't. You're not in pain. She asked me like three times. I'm out of it. She's like, would you like some more morphine? Like, yes, please. More morphine, please. Absolutely. As much as you can give me, please. All right, Johnny. Stop with the pancakes, please. Um, talk to you soon. Let's go over, uh, Brian. Brian, you're on my face. Hey, buddies. Uh, checking out the, uh, Mac Lethal, uh, YouTube page. He actually has, uh, another song on there. He does two different versions, and it's faster than the, uh, the, uh, the Look at Me Now. And on one of them, he holds up his iPhone with a timer so you can see that he's, uh, not skipping the song or anything. That's really smart because I honestly looked at it and I was pretty sure it was sped up. From his body movements, it looked kind of like he was kind of moving fast. It is bizarre. I mean, it's the strangest talent a person could have. I can't think of, you know, and up, uh, you know, until rap music, it would have been a useless talent. <laughs> Who cares how fast? Slow down. You can work at an auction, maybe. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> Selling tobacco. Hey, man, Lionheart, how are you, pal? Oh, I'm doing good, buddy. How you doing? Um, I don't know, man. I gotta go to Reggie Watts because that kid can rap fast, but ultimately, it's a it's like a Weird Al parody song. It's not original. I mean, the original is "Look at me now, I'm getting paper," and he's saying, "Cook with me now, I'm making pancakes." It's corny. Well, is there anything really original in rap? Aren't they always lifting things? Isn't that the point of the whole art form? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's funny that Zito uh, glommed onto it once it's a white guy. I'm not calling him racist, but I kind of yes. am. You know what I'm saying? All he's it's saying what? is that white people are better than black people. That's not racist. Oh, That's just okay. skin pride. Yeah, yeah, he's a are. skin pride motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I want all this shit to stop when Harvey walks in here. Oh, boy. Harvey Weinstein coming up in just a little bit. My week with Marilyn, Michelle Williams. By the way, I love Michelle Williams. Lock it in. Uh, Oscar nomination. The artist loved it. Lock it in. It's going to be best picture. Uh, it's a crazy move to put out a, uh, a silent film. I, I want to see it just because they did it. It's Well, here's the thing. Two things work for me. Well, three things. A, it's a silent film. You never get to do that. And it's not like, it doesn't look like it's the 1920s. It looks like it's kind of today, but it's in black and white. Uh, B, it's playing in the beautiful Paris Theater, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And C, they have caramel corn there. So everything kind of rolls together. Right. Definitely on board. And then he is also have, coming out with a movie I haven't seen, uh, Iron Lady, 
uh, starring Meryl Streep. Now, normally when I have a guest, I don't bring them in without having seen everything that they've done. Harvey came up fairly last moment. And luckily, I'd seen these films. Thank Christ. Because Lord knows I can't trust my producers. What? No. Wait, what? I'll get you in. Get me into what? I'll get I get in. seconds before <laughs> he's going to be here. Hold on. <laughs> Harvey, wait. Have Mac Lethal do the dialogue. There you go. Uh, Ian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. I've actually seen Mac Lethal live in Minneapolis, and it's not a it's not a sped up or anything. He actually throws down fast, like every song. I uh, am super impressed. I'm super impressed, and now I'm going to start getting Fez to do that because right. it's not going to work out for Fez's impressionist. We learned that yesterday. <sighs> Thought it started off well. Yeah, but then he turned into the crocodile hunter. Biscuit. How are we doing right now on the vote off? Right now, Mac Lethal is getting lethal on Reggie Watts. Wow, that's surprising. That's 71% for Mac, 28% for Reg. You know, Reggie made everything happen just using a phone. Yeah, really? Come on. He made his music on his phone and then fucking... I won't vote. Mac is also providing nourishment. Hmm. I do like pancakes. They're pretty good. Well, both these guys obviously appreciate pancakes. No, I believe Reggie says, I don't want your pancakes anymore. So he is like anti-pancakes. You're really coming off like the biggest fucking racist I've ever heard in my I life. I know. I fucking know. The white guy's fucking great. He's perfect. Loves pancakes. Yeah. Scraps fast. I, oh, yeah. Oh, skin pride. By the way, the Reggie thing is, that was a fucking ridiculous experiment to sit in there <laughs> and see him turn an iPhone into an orchestra. Hey, we got to give out prizes uh, for yesterday. Well, first of all, uh, Zeitz, nobody got it. Oh. It was the third song in particular. Okay. Well, another version will, will go up later. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll do it. But let's just play the regular version now, because this should be winnable. Yeah. Listen for the third song. actually pretty quick huh yeah and it sounds like a lot of stuff it's a very strange part of that everybody song. keep going everybody keeps going to one uh single song by the way too the same that you did with i think with the green day yeah yeah that's, that's what i thought it was sound exactly like it um this is probably just fucking with us let's go over here to uh jameson jameson you're on my face Hi guys, uh, listen, last night I was looking online and ironically enough you guys are talking about this look at me yeah, now we song. are. Justin Bieber kills it. I mean, I thought he was a little homo, but, but do yourselves a favor, throw it on. Where does that does, come from? He does, knock it off, says nobody. No, do you knock it off? There's no need to use a slur, sir. But what are you saying? He looks like he couldn't do it, is what he's saying. He looks like By the way, there are a lot of people... He, he kills then, it. He then say he's incompetent he looking. Throw it on. Throw now, it on. There are a lot of people, I don't know whether you guys know about this, furious about the tree lighting the other night at Justin Bieber, and apparently there was an older, heavy Spanish woman that in one of the videos was coming on to Bieber, and Bieber was flirting back. Uh, during the All I Want for Christmas. So they said, who is this old washwoman who looks like she wants to sexually be with an underage boy? 
So no idea who she is right now. Uh, that would be um, Mariah Carey. All right, so apparently, have you seen the video? I caught it. Our mothers are mad about it. Oh, come on. He's of age. And no, at... he's not of age. He's 17. Oh, shit. It's a yeah. little uncomfortable. <laughs> Whatever. She She's married to Nick Ken. She likes it young. I know, but I guess somewhere uh, during this, she's put clothespins on her labia, and I don't know what he's doing. I guess he's skating towards her. I don't know. I don't, I don't watch a lot of videos. Kinky. Um... All right, no, people are saying uh, uh, till Tuesday. Till Tuesday. What was the other contest we had, uh, boys? What are we giving out? That was the DVD of The Deep signed by the lovely Jacqueline Bissett for the sex symbols of the decades. All right, why don't you uh, guys uh, pull this out now? Who is the winner? The winner of that competition for the Deep, signed by Jacqueline Bissett, is Kurt Muller. Mm -hmm. Kurt Muller, who put in his entry for the sex uh, symbols of the decades, the 60s, Bridget Bardot, 70s, Farrah Fawcett. This is the same exact thing. He's already got two of the same. Well, 80s, Elle McPherson, 90s, Pam Anderson, mm. and the uh, 2000s, Angelina Jolie. Um, solid. It is the Ron and Fez show on a Friday, Black Friday. That's right, Black as a Soul. Time for another contest uh, coming up in just a couple moments, but let's uh, get ready to break now. And Hicks, I know we are ready for uh, Harvey Weinstein, but I also want to get the opportunity to talk to you about Five Points. I want to talk about Five Points. It's a great uh, little attraction there in Long Island City, New York, that a lot of people don't know about. And I think that people might be afraid to go to. It's not the nicest part of Long Island City. I didn't know that there was a nice part of Long Island City. Well, it's, it's you know, it's getting gentrified. A lot of buildings are going up, and a lot of yuppies moving in. Cause it's uh, Fez, i got to alert you that we've got the 30-day rule. And you've already picked that guy. Oh, okay. Before. So uh, look back through. We're going to pick another guy um, to make sure it's not the same guy. And then we got to start doing producers' meetings. In? In. Good. Uh, and lock some of these things up so we know where we're going with it. A new contest today. And what is that prize? That prize is going to be um, DVD Season 1, Mary Tyler Moore, signed by Mr. Ed Asner. I thought it was Tom Morello. Oh. Was today's okay. contest. Tom Morello signed. All right, that's Worldwide Rebels, signed by Tom Morello. All right, uh, we'll explain how you can win when we get back. Um, and coming up in just a little bit, Harvey Weinstein... Ryan Fesha. Whose motorcycle is this? It's a chopper, baby. Whose chopper is this? Zed's. Who's Zed? Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. It's the Ryan Fesha show. 
Uh, we're getting ready to bring in uh, Harvey Weinstein in just a couple moments. That, uh, of course, is probably Quentin Tarantino's uh, most famous uh, film, Pulp Fiction. Harvey Weinstein uh, produced that. Just the Miramax and the Weinstein Company. It's guy's like a fucking legend. It's well, crazy. if you uh, if you look at let's say Pulp Fiction, uh, that film alone normally makes most people's top ten list of all time. Um, what the Weinstein brothers have brought to film has just changed it. I mean, particularly the younger people just ha- have no idea how bad the '80s got for a while for film. I mean, it was just ungodly. I mean, it was really ridiculous films were coming out one after another. And then in 1992, I went to see Reservoir Dogs based on, believe it or not, just a poster. I was playing at the Beach Theater in St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm like, that poster looks cool. We ought to come back for this movie. That was it. Hell yeah. I think that movie only did like 1.3 million in the theater. Uh, and then became a gigantic hit on probably videotape back then. Uh, but that was it for Miramax for me. After that, I would go, if it said Miramax on it, I would go pick it up just the way a jazz fan would pick up something that just said Blue Note. If it was a Blue Note, a jazz fan was going to pick it up. Um, Sometimes that comes along in your life where there's that kind of wave of something that you can really get involved in. And the great thing about um, the Weinsteins bringing Quentin Tarantino out is that there was something about Quentin Tino, not just his films, but the way he talked about film, that had a lot of other people going, you know what, I'm going to get in the film business and I'm going to make cool films. And it seemed like there for a while... um, Every year, uh, we would get somebody new that would be able to pull that off for us. You know, there would always, you know, you went Paul Thomas Anderson and Kevin Smith and the um, uh, who else? Well, when you when uh, you had Wes Anderson rolling out the Swingers guys, yeah. Uh, did Sling Blade. There was just cool shit coming out that had nothing to do with Hollywood. No major studios had anything to do with that. Year after year. And it has to come back to Harvey being able to promote so many. Even the films that weren't his were getting made because he was making the kind of films that Miramax was making. So even the people that thought that they were uh, competing with Harvey wouldn't even have been there. Fuck no. If they weren't doing that early on, you know, just saying there's a market where there wasn't one before. Uh, now every year, about this time of year, when we get to the serious films, uh, Harvey Weinstein normally has something to do with it. This uh, week I saw two different films. My week with Marilyn, uh, starring Michelle Williams. Again, if you love film. Blue Valentine last year is one of those films that stays with you. If you love film, you're going to love Michelle Williams. Uh, she's playing Marilyn Monroe. You think you can't pull it off. It's a great little film. Uh, the Artist, it's kind of being promoted somewhat as a silent film. It's kind of even more than that. I wouldn't want to give too much away to you, but it's a whole different way of looking at film. It's terrific. And then later on, Meryl
strip pool, just makes it happen film after film. I was doing the Iron Lady. So uh, head on over to WeinsteinCo.com, WeinsteinCo.com. But I I kid you not, just having this guy come in here, for me, I was like meeting Barry Gordy, Branch Rickey, <laughs> P.T. Barnum, all kind of rolled up into one. And he's one of those guys, he's like a bigger-than-life guy. Um because he has to do all this stuff to get shit done. It's just a real pleasure uh, to bring on to the show Harvey Weinstein. When love goes wrong, nothing goes right. There's one thing I know. And women get a pity We're having a heat wave A tropical heat wave The temperature's rising It isn't surprising You certainly can Great to see you, and this has got to feel fantastic to be out promoting these movies. You know, when you've got these kind of movies on the on your plate. I agree with you, especially yeah. promoting Marilyn. Yeah, because I know that people mistake me for Michelle Williams all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, that film, with both these films uh, that are out that you have right now, and then a third film, all period pieces. Yeah, you know, it's strange the way they, you know, I mean, that work like that. You uh -huh. know, I make like twenty contemporary movies in a row, and then. <laughs> Somehow, three, 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 you know, three of these movies in a row. It's yeah. crazy. I just saw Marilyn this week, and, you know, you mentioned Michelle, but she, there's just something about her. Just like once a generation, we get somebody that becomes that kind of it girl. Well, I think she's, you know, I worked with her on Blue Valentine last year, mm -hmm. and when she said she wanted to do Marilyn, you know, I mean, we immediately jumped because there is not, no harder worker you know, who can transform from Michelle Williams into Marilyn Monroe. Right. But at the same time, she does the wiggle, she does the waddle, she sings, she dances. I mean, she just does everything. And she works so hard at it. And, and God Almighty, she's so sick. That scene in the bathtub is pretty sick. Oh, it's fantastic. But, you know, I, I didn't see this one coming. Like, when I first heard the casting, I thought, well, that doesn't line up. But you go into the theater, and within minutes, you're just caught up in the film. I mean, I think, you know, 
It's the story of a 23-year-old guy, mm-hmm. we should all be this lucky, right. whose first job is working on a movie set, you mean, uh, where Marilyn Monroe is making a movie in London. It's a true story. And she has an argument with her husband, Arthur Miller. He walks out on her because he can't stand being Mr. Monroe and the paparazzi and everybody attacking her. And this kid gets to know her, and little yeah. by little by little, she kind of kidnaps him. And, um, you know, they spend this glorious week together. It's romantic and it's funny. And it, it's not the sight of Marilyn Monroe that we typically think of with the pills and the tragedy. Right. This is the fun part of her. This is, you know, way before all the bad stuff started. You know, she's a bit of a diva on set, but she's got a good heart and she's fun and funny and intellectual. I wanted to make a sexy, fun movie about Marilyn Monroe. I didn't want to do the tragedy one. But it's, but she already had that thing and we've all kind of known those girls who you think, I'm the guy that could help her. She needs the help, and she just wrecks everything, and it moves on at this point of her life. Well, that's what this kid does. He thinks he's the knight in shining armor, and you really believe it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think for a time, as is based on a true story, you know, she did too, but, you know. But the ending is, you know, I mean, he gives her an alternative, and I'm not going to, you know, ruin the movie, but... But there is a moment of decision in the film. But if you would have set the film, let's say, six months earlier... Arthur Miller would have felt the same exact way. He would have been the guy that was going to save her. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what happened with all her, you know, husbands. But she's got a great line to the kid. She says, how old are you? And he goes, 23, going on 24. And you're trying to act older. <laughs> right. She goes, I'm 30. I've been married three times already. <laughs> but but the thing also that she says is she says, you know, I was 16 the last time I had a date. I mean, this this is a girl who didn't have dates. Right. She had men in her life who were either ultra-powerful or men that she looked up to, like a Joe DiMaggio as ultra-powerful right. you know, star. But all of a sudden, she meets a, a guy, a regular guy, and she has the opportunity for you know, like a normal romance. I mean, they act like teenagers in this sure. movie. So, I mean, I really like, May- I, I must tell you, I met, you know, I actively produce this film, uh-huh. which I don't, I rarely do at my company, more executive produced and oversee mm-hmm. a slate. But this one I worked on in London, I had such a good time. What what makes some films work like that? What makes the one film become a good time? I think that you had chemistry between these actors. Mm. Judy Dench plays this actress, Dame Sybil Thorndike, and she knew Dame Sybil Thorndike in real life. Then you have Kenneth Branagh playing Laurence Olivier, and then Michelle as Marilyn Monroe, and the dueling between them. I don't know how much right. we can get away with on radio, but there's a great line when Kenneth Branagh is totally exasperated with Marilyn, yeah. and he goes... F this. Right. And you know what I mean? And without missing a beat and Michelle's timing is comedic perfect. She goes, I didn't know you had that, the F word in England too. Yeah. You know, so I mean, there's just the, their dueling, their wit, the battle between sure. Kenneth Braun and Michelle is all about chemistry. That's one kind of chemistry. Then her romantic relationship with Eddie Redmayne, the guy who plays the, mm-hmm. the lover, you mean, know, is another kind of chemistry. So all these people working together. They had the chemistry. I made a, plenty of movies in my life where the chemistry had to be manufactured. In this case, it was real. And the great premise, too, behind it all, kind of the story behind the story, is here uh, Olivier wants to be the movie star. Monroe wants to be the actor. They, You would think that's where the fireworks were going to come in. You would think this would have been the love story. You know? Well, Olivier wanted to be not only the actor, but he wanted to be the lover of Marilyn Monroe. Sure. So six months before the movie, he goes to New York and announces that we're going to make this movie together, figuring for sure he's going to have an affair with Monroe. She's sexy with him. He's sexy with her. This is what mm-hmm. happened in real life. 
double-crossed. She finds somebody else and she gets married to him. So immediately he goes, oh, my God, he, he could see it happening right in front of him. You know, the plans were all being pushed away as this guy, as, as his big intention of seducing Monroe was each day getting less and less and less. And then out of nowhere, his third assistant director right, becomes the one. And I, I love what he says to her. He <laughs> says to her at one point, he says, I don't care what you're doing to her. As long as she gets here in time, keep doing it. Right. <laughs> but do you think there's still that thing where the the serious actors kind of admire the movie stars and the movie stars want to be taken as serious actors? you think that no, this, no question this about it. No question thing. about it. You know, I think if, you know... I think that, you know, there's like, I'll, I'll give you an actor who I think will be, you know, a big actor movie mm -hmm. star. Two of them actually in the same movie. You see the Twilight movies and this one in particular, I thought was a great movie. Bill mm -hmm. Condon did a fantastic job directing this and, uh, he wrote Chicago for us and, uh, and, uh, and I think Robert and Kirsten will both be serious actors. I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think they, you know, I think the fact that they started with this and it's commercial and it's fun. Those movies and smart, but I think that they're both, you know, actors who will go and venture into new territory and do great things. I know Kristen is doing On the Road, and mm -hmm. I think Robert's doing Don DeLilio, and whatever. These are both, you know, actors who are really going to, you know, be known for their big movies, but also, you know, for their serious movies as well. And yet there's something about the movie star. I mean, the, the movie star, uh, what you had with Monroe. Nobody could really invent that. You could kind of study to be an actor. You, that's crap. But the movie star, the fact of whether or not the public loves you, whether or not the camera loves you, that's just something that comes along every once in a while. I agree. And usually what happens is because they're smart. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing about Marilyn Monroe is you ask her a question, she had a witty answer to it. It showed how intellectual right. she was. The, the notion of the dumb blonde was strictly nonsense she was the dumb smart blonde right you know she knew how to play dumb blonde but behind those beautiful blonde looks as you see in the movie was a really funny witty smart girl you know what i mean mm -hmm. you know and you know at one point a reporter says is it true you're going to do the brothers karamazov on broadway <laughs> And she says, yes. And she says, what role are you going to play? Grushanka. And, and he says, can you spell that? And she says, can you? You know, I mean, yeah. that, no, there was nobody there writing those lines for her. That's Marilyn Monroe, you know what I mean, with those lines. And, you know, some of the ad-libs, you know I mean, in the movie that looked right. like ad-libs, we just took right from her, what she said. But would she have been able to work on a Harvey Weinstein project without you going nuts? Would you have been able to put up with this woman who shows up three four hours late you know i think at the end of the day with me somehow they don't do that <laughs> yeah. you know whatever i i may be the fear factor <laughs> right i don't know or the respect factor either yeah. one you know but i think that you know look she made i mean i know the billy wilder stories of her on the set of i mean it's one of my favorite movies of all right. time but the reports of her on the set of the movie I mean, they, the Jeremy Curtis's line about, you know, I'd rather kiss Hitler is, <laughs> is one of the greatest movie lines ever. But I think, you know, at that point, she was pretty unhappy with her life. Yeah. At the point that she's in our movie, she's still okay. Yeah. And yet, you know, some like it hot. It, we're going to remember that movie long after we forget a billion other movies. I couldn't agree yeah. more. It's a genius movie. It's a classic movie. I find that I can, you know, that it's if it's on TV at two o'clock in the morning, right. you're like, you know, 
shooting. I, I find it impossible and irresistible, no matter yeah. how many times I've seen that damn movie. I can't stop watching it. It's that good, and she's that good in it, by the way. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about the artists, sure. too. Uh, just saw it the other night at the Paris Theater. Mm. Phil Men's place is applauding. There's no one there for them to applaud for. Mm. They're applauding a screen. Uh, but it is one of those experiences. It's one of those experiences that you're like, when it's over, you find yourself going, well, that's different than anything I've I've done at the theater before. You know, when we started the whole idea of the artist, it's a black and white movie. Mm -hmm. It's almost silent, I mean, because there's some noise and sound and words right. in it. But, you know, we just said, how do you describe this? And then, you know, you know Kenneth Turan in the Los Angeles Times said there have been two modern miracles recently in cinema. One is Avatar for its great mm -hmm. technological you know, use and also great storytelling. And he said, and the other one is, you know, is the artist. And I guess, you know, what's happening on the artist is it's transcended movies. It's right. become an experience. So you, you can't, I'm not, no, I no longer say it's a silent, any, I'm not, I can't describe it other than to say experience the artist because it's funny mm -hmm. and it's moving and it's, you're laughing and you're cheering and you're going to be cheering at the end. It's just an experience. I mean, have you seen a movie like that? Like that? No, here, the since, it, since Avatar. Yeah, really. the interesting thing about it is that I think it becomes like a trance-like quality. So that when we left the theater and we're walking down the street, we're looking at people's faces differently because I think we've been reading faces for the last hour and a half, but subconsciously. So we're walking down the street and everybody's face just kind of explodes at us and it's almost like if you just suddenly picked up another language in that you know in that time that you came out you kind of see the world a little different because you're using different senses Ron, you know i mean you you've encapsulated it you yeah know, I, I was wondering what it was myself yeah but uh, that, i think that's exactly right because you are using different senses you know for a, you, you know it the, the experience of experiencing right. artists goes on because i find myself doing it too mm -hmm. i've seen the movie a number of times and then i find myself looking at situations almost all of the movie right you know and then and that and then i think there's a crazy tendency because there's you know a dance sequence i don't want to give it away yeah. but you know whatever but you know you just it's not like the dance sequence like you know like when you watch people dance you, you all of a sudden in the middle i find myself in the middle of the day like toe tapping right Allah, the scene in the movie, it, it, it's this is one of those. Forget, don't go in there thinking it's a this or a silent movie. Or anything I agree. Like that. It is an experience called the artist, and you know what? People say silent movie. They think that we use all modern techniques to create this movie. Yeah. So we use every bit of technology we have available to us in the making of the film. And then the interesting thing too is when you use noise in the film. It almost seems foreign. You know what I mean? Like exactly. when it comes in, right. you're like, what is that? Right. Uh, it is, uh, well, it's the great thing about film, is it? That, you know, that sometimes films can come along and make you kind of look at film all over again. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of this is to, to transform your yeah. experience in a movie theater. Just like Cameron did the brilliant 3D, the spectacular looking movie, right. in our own way, you know I mean, you know, for a tenth of the budget you mean yeah we we i think we've accomplished something similar now when you get the script for that there's nothing in it but description right so that's got to be the oddest thing in the world to go over this script and think can is this a workable movie well the producer is a guy named thomas langerman mm -hmm. who i think is the greatest riverboat gambler in movies 
and I love the director's work, and I'd seen him do a James Bond spoof in France, and you just and I knew the actors, you know, you mm-hmm. know, involved in the production, and James Cromwell's father and mother, I think his mother had been in the silent movies, and his father was the great John Cromwell, the mm-hmm. uh, um, the uh, great director. I mean, it's just, uh, and then John Goodman and Penelope and Missy, and you know, whatever. You just felt that with the cast they had put together and everything else, that there was just something special here because it's not like they were big stars but everybody fit into the right his vision of the movie and as a result i them just i mean tremendous well, performances look, it's true because you're using the great character actors because they already you know have character to them so that that even explodes a little more yes you know? i think that, so too yeah. john goodman in particular I, yeah. mean, I think he's just bigger than life literally uh, it's so, John Goodman has done so many great roles that we almost take them for granted. Just, right. and, and I think the nice thing about this is you won't. Yeah. I mean, you know, this time around, you yeah. really, he really is boom. I mean, and, and Cromwell, oh my God. Yeah. What a performance. Yeah, it's terrific. What a performance. Incredible. Uh, also at the end of this month, uh, you've got a Merle Street film coming out had, had you worked with her before i've done five movies with five Street, yeah movies with Mel Street, and again it's another person who we go we just expected it's almost like you were with michael jordan michael jordan is going to get his 38 points and you you don't even it doesn't even occur to you that it's still a phenomenal thing to pull off this is how Merle Streep has been probably before you started though. oh yeah way before yeah. i started yeah you know the uh i think about Merrill is that um uh I think she has, you know, she was involved in more than just acting in the movie. Mm-hmm. She really had a say in things. She's special. And, you know, and I think, you know, she'll kill me for saying it, but I think she, you know, very much served in a producing capacity on this movie. She had ideas for every aspect of the movie. Philida was the director that she worked with on Mamma Mia, who's a brilliant stage director and a brilliant movie director. And I think that they, you know... It was their collaboration on the film. I mean, everything is down to those two, you know, on this movie. And I think it's very special tomorrow as a result. There's something uh, beyond, you know, you do expect, you know, like Michael Jordan to come in and yeah. score. But this is like, you know, this is the this is the 84-point game. Oh, this is you know the big mean? one. This, this is the big one. Yeah. This is like the, This is like after 17 years of doing it, you know, you know 35 points a night, 45 points and being the biggest superstar. This is the one that, you know, where, okay, this is like, okay, there's the Will Chamberlain's record. I'm mm. going to break it tonight. I'm going to show you just how <laughs> good I am. Just when you thought acting was at this level, I'm going to take it to another level. Well, I haven't seen the film yet, but when the... When you do, I'm coming back. We'll yeah, find out. You I, tell me. Well, when when I even see the trailer, you don't see her in the trailer. Well, that's, that's why the acting, because yeah. she disappeared. Yeah. There is no Meryl Streep in this movie. You just see Margaret Thatcher. I mean, Barbara Walters said, I interviewed, you know, Margaret Thatcher six times. She saw it the other night and told me that I, I, six times, she said. And she said, Meryl Streep just became Margaret Thatcher, disappeared into it. And and Georgette Mossberger said to me, I had, Margaret used to be a a house guest of mine. You know, whatever. She said, it's astonishing. The people who know Margaret Thatcher and see this movie, you know, flip out over it, so... And all those people are not, saying not only did they capture, but they love the story as well. This is, you know, at that point in time, um, 
it was like probably one of the roughest times in England's history. And this incredibly hard-nosed woman came into it, making as many enemies as she did friends. And the movie will do the same. It's yeah. incredibly controversial. The conservatives, you know, really love the movie. But there are some, who, because we didn't saint her, right. and make her Mother Teresa, they're angry with us. And then the liberals love the movie, and they go, wow, you humanized her. It's incredible. I didn't realize that she was that smart, and she was a visionary. But although there's the ultra-left who said, why didn't you demonize her more? Sure. You know what I mean? So, you know, every once in a while, I get the rare privilege of making a movie that just makes everybody crazy. You know what I mean? And this is that movie. So, you know, huge fans on the right, huge fans on the left. And I, you know, I was even telling Bill O'Reilly, I mean, I did a, a piece with him, you know, and I said, you know, liberal Democrat like me, conservative Republican like yourself, I think this is the kind of movie that in a strange way is a referendum on leadership. Because mm -hmm. one thing about Margaret Thatcher, she had guts, she had principles, and she called it the way she saw it. And even I disagree with her many years ago when some of this happened, and then you see that she was right, but she wasn't afraid to lead. And I think this is the movie that the Republicans, the conservatives, and the Democrats will all agree. I mean, you know, that yeah. what's needed in this country is not this backstabbing stuff, but you need, you know, leadership. I mean, right. whether it's the leadership in the Congress or the state legislature, you mean, or everywhere, you need people to stand up for their principles. And you watch this movie, you're going to, you know, I mean, you're going to get a kick out of it. Well, and, and to be a great leader, you have to make enemies along the way and, and mistakes and mistakes yep. yeah uh or you're never going to make any really broad broad moves yep uh i think it's uh fascinating that these three films uh that you've got coming out at this time of the year i just Thank think you. it's unbelievable mm -hmm. um and you don't get this every year but it seems like every year you've got something You've, last you've year we had a good year with the yeah. speech it was one yeah. movie last year that just stood out amongst the pack for us and um, I often give that movie credit. I got locations on Maryland that were amazing. I got Windsor Castle. I was we were allowed to use the lake where they where Maryland with Michelle Williams and and Eddie, mm -hmm. the kid who plays their skinny dipping on the grounds of Windsor Castle when we shot that. I mean, I think that two things happened. The Queen knew Maryland. Mm -hmm. They were the same age, and I think a lot of the red tape got lifted. And I also think I helped my own cause because she loved the King's Speech because I made it. I did. I think she thought I did a great job with her dad. Right. In a, you know what I mean? In making her dad, you know, special. So, I mean, I always apply to these places in England to shoot at all the national places. I never get anything. This I got everything I wanted. It was incredible. I mean, I said the palace got the palace. I want the library, Windsor Castle got the library. I want Eaton got Eaton. I mean, it was just like, I, I tr oh, before I made the King's Speech, I tried for the palace and everything like that. They said, go make a studio somewhere, build the goddamn set, get out of here, shoot it in America. Now it's like incredible. All because. Maryland. Yeah. Maryland, too. Uh, well, congratulations for everything, Thank Harvey. And, Thank uh, you. I'll see you next time through. And I do also uh, want to say the Tillman documentary that you put out last year it was like getting punched in the throat. I just think that. Uh, and, and I just try to get that out to people time and time again. Still, you can still pick it up. That's a documentary. Great film. Those seen. guys made a great, great movie. Harvey Weinstein, thanks so Pleasure. much, buddy. I'll see you next Thank time. You, Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Hope Chester University. <laughs> this is George Clinton. George Clinton. Parliament Funkadelic. In a Parliament Funkadelic.
It's the Ron and Fez Show. Harvey Weinstein was uh, just out there. For the first responders, it's at Weinstein Films on Twitter. At Weinstein Films on Twitter. Uh, that was very, very cool having Harvey in. That was ridiculously awesome. Would you say it was redonkulous? It's in the redonkulous area. Uh, I just had seen Harvey Weinstein walk in, just fucking the shit. I don't know what it is, but talking to him after, it looks like I'm going to be directing a film. What? Yeah. You're a going into the film stable? film of my own writing. Holy shit. I call it Bad Stuff About Hicks. What? Uh, a guy who looks like Bob Seger. What That's the is? whole title. Working title. This is ridiculous. Well, why? Yeah. Why am I the subject of this film? Why am I getting attacked? This is bad That's stuff. All I could sell. No. That's all I could sell. Why is Weinstein fucking have it out for me? We're trying to get John Wayne Gacy for the lead. So. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, but I'm gonna be done in this town. <laughs> God damn it! This film happens. My career's over. <laughs> Bam, bam. Well, well, look who it is. G-Baby. Hey, G-Baby, how are you, pal? Hey, what's up, Ronnie? Well, I want uh, you to say hi to somebody, G-Baby. Uh, Mikey yeah. Boy just came in. Hey, G-Baby. Uh, hey, Mikey Boy. One of the best Ronnie Fest players there is. Um, oh, one of. <laughs> well, one of. I mean, I've got to count some other guys there. But I want to say, Ron, that was awesome hearing Harvey Weinstein. I mean, being, like, there's some great people you have through there, but, like, you, like you were saying, he's so influential. And just to hear him sort of like laid back and not screaming was uh was I've crazy. never see I know that he has that reputation, but I don't you know, he's just a guy making films. You could look at anybody who's running a company and say he's screaming guy. There's no reason to take it so personal if the films are good. It's like it to me, if you're a skipper of a ball club, if you guys are winning, what else do you care about? Nothing. What are you looking over there, Mikey? Well, you look all confused. Ramos stats in December and November. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Put fantasy aside for a second. Sorry. Going down, Mikey boy. Fuck. Now, um, G-Baby, by the way, you're the only reviewer out there who I heard anyone say anything bad about this new Gary Oldman film. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a bunch of movies recently, including ones that you were talking about. Yeah, and this one, Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, I, I, was, yeah, I was very middle of the road on it. I just mm -hmm. thought... It's it's extremely dense, which isn't a bad thing, but it was never exciting to bring that around with it. It's very, very flat. Why does every other reviewer say this is an adult kind of film that everybody's gonna you know, every adult's gonna love? It's kinda like a ninety eight percent. Well then I'm I'm in the two percent. I'm the Armand White this time. You I, are I Armand White. <laughs> what if yeah, there were robots in it? No, it wouldn't matter. I, I love a good spy movie, and I love and every single actor in this. I'm a huge fan of. Like Mark Strong is phenomenal. Uh, you know, Colin Firth obviously is incredible, and it's just the movie never really comes together. The, the characters aren't that round. I don't know. I, I just felt like some people maybe just blowing smoke up their ass because it, you see all these incredible actors on the screen at once, and you're just maybe fooled. Into you feel like you're the only honest person out there when it comes to film this year. No, not really. I, I just, this is my opinion on this one. I mean, I, for like, and I think for my money right now, the best movie of the year has been The Descendants. I thought it was like, I incredible. still haven't seen it yet. Loved it. Um, I thought we bought a zoo, Cameron Crowe's movie, uh, it, which is, which is good. It's not as 
it's not incredibly great, but it was very, very good. Mm. I'm such a big Cameron Crowe fan, though. Yeah, yes, and you you love it, but it's a, it's a Cameron Crowe movie, you know, through and through. It's very, you know, upbeat and inspiring, but still with his kind of, like, Crowe dialogue and these quotable lines that are, like, just chill-inducing. It was uh, it was really good. It was just So you saying that as a positive, like good chills? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, like goosebumps type thing. All right, the uh, because I, I'm not even getting here. Almost Famous is probably one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Actually, and I like the Untitled Cut better. It just sort of fleshes out the characters a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't go for that. I don't. What's that? I, I thought it was made it a little too long. I don't again, and I watched it, but I'm like, this isn't the movie. This is yeah. something else. What the hell's going on here? <laughs> I want to watch the movie that I saw. You know what? You get that. You get one chance with me, and that's it. If I like it, I like it. If I don't like it, I can't. I've never saw because they don't do this with the shitty movie, right? They don't take a shitty movie and try to expand <laughs> no, it. Not, just cut that's it. That's not true. Spread. They do. They, they just put out like Guillermo uh, Toro's uh, director's cut of Mimic. You know, like don't no, do you know that. What that is. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's a horror movie that. Del Toro did before he was big with like Mira Sorvino as like the star, mm. and it's not very good. But they just came out with a director's cut. It happens. But what we want to do is uh, it's like as mainstream as Cameron Crowe could get. You know, whereas Almost Famous was a little bit period. It's you know it's seventies. You know, I don't understand uh, people who turn back away from a period film. Yeah, what's the I, problem with a period film? I'm, I know I'm, people I'm who won't. Oh, fuck that shit. It's a, it's a film. It's just, it's a we had someone on our show. Who was it? Was it uh, Dukes that would not watch a film that didn't take place in present day? <laughs> he just could only watch present day things. Oh, come on. It's like a fucking retard. Spend your disbelief here. I like you know, that my, term. I know, I know my father can't watch anything with like a sword in it, so he's never seen Gladiator or Braveheart or... Ben Hur, and he's like, I can't watch that shit. First of all, my father won't watch anything that someone's not riding a horse. <laughs> His favorite actor is Paladin, which isn't even the man's name. Um, all right, so right now, Descend, it's your favorite film, but you've got more films to say. Oh, of course, yeah. I still mean, I've heard really good things about War Horse. I've heard. Good I can't imagine seeing War Horse. I've heard, I've heard great. It looks like Flick it to me. Uh, you yeah. know, to follow, I can't fucking cry whether a horse dies or not if I'm going to see a million fucking doughboys laying in the fucking, in the mud. Sucking up mustard gas, <laughs> fucking dying up tons Is that gas. horse going to be okay? That's like fucking seriously. I'd feel like, oh, are the cows okay? I don't get the difference. Now, the thing is, when they did War Horse at Lincoln Center and they were using those puppets, to me, that looked amazing. I would have went to that for a fucking in a heartbeat if it wasn't seven hundred and eighty dollars for a half an hour's entertainment. Fuck. I went up to the box office. I said, "You know how much coke I get for the same fucking money?" <laughs> Something you should just use real horses would have been fucking cheaper. This is like T Baby's dad. I just like to see him go. I shall never watch a movie with a sword in it, <laughs> and then everybody has to drink to that. That's yes, Mr. G Baby. <laughs> Uh, and I've heard great things about Dragon Tattoo as well, again, uh, but I don't really love the original, but you can't go wrong with David Fincher, so I guess we'll have to see. I'm not hearing good things about that. I'm hearing some no. bad things. All right. Did well, you see uh, the Swedish version or whatever it is? Yeah. I, I think it's really good until the last, like, 20 minutes when it becomes, like, a bad Bond movie, and, like, oh, everybody's God. monologues and lays everything out for you, but... uh Apparently, Fincher and uh, the screenwriter changed a little bit of the ending, and 
it's like two hours and 40 minutes long, which is kind of worrisome, but, but we'll see. I mean, David Fincher's really ever made a bad movie? I don't think so. Mm. Well, I never was crazy about Panic Room, yeah. to be honest. Panic Room is my big beef. Yeah, that's probably the worst. That's probably, but that's still not bad. And I like. I think the game is highly underrated. So I like the game. game I do, shit. even though it doesn't make any sense. Like none of that shit would. You know what I mean? Like you can't guarantee that a guy is going to fall right perfectly on the middle of that fucking thing. Yeah, come on. How the fuck do they ever plan that out? Well, you also but, made go ahead. Alien Three, which was not a good film. It was all my right, favorite yeah. of all the aliens. What? <laughs> I haven't seen any. I I know. That gets inside your body, right? And then tries to jump out. Yeah, and it bursts out of your yeah, chest. That's no good. <laughs> no, it isn't. I've tried to watch the first alien a couple of times. And I'm just like, stupid. No, oh, no, come on. They're like space travel. I call it Bad E.T. I go, are we going to watch Bad E.T. again tonight or not? <laughs> to be fair, though, he didn't have a like, final cut on that. You'd be fair. Movie. I don't have to be. I'm friends <laughs> well, with Harvey Weinstein. You know, know, first of all, did that bother you right away when G Baby was like, for once, he's not screaming? God, G-Baby. Harvey and I have a lot in common. We both love his films. <laughs> so there was plenty for us to talk about. I, he's, he's produced my favorite movie of all time and a bunch of other ones. What's I just, that? What's your favorite movie of all time? Swingers. Now, it, yeah, I don't know whether he produced that or bought it. After yeah, he probably done. either bought it, but I mean, it had the Miramax banner on it, which of course helped it. You know, if I, I probably wouldn't have seen it if it wasn't for him. So he sort of made that pairing for me. But you're right. It's just that's just I, I've never seen him like mean. I've seen him like sort of puffing at people at Sundance and stuff. But that's sort of his reputation. So I, maybe he's just he's a little more disarming and nice when he's in the you know in public. Uh, but well, they I, I say he's also got his blood sugar taken care of. You know, and that will make you fucking crazy. I know. Like if I get up earlier in the morning than I should, I'm fucking pissed the rest of the day. <laughs> like right now, I'm just staring daggers in the fucking. Everybody here, because I had to get up a little earlier. Um, Mikey, boy. Mike, you're on Rana Fez. Hello? Yes, go ahead, Mike. Listen, she gave me could suck a dick. Mimic was a great fucking movie. She had Tom Sizemore, she had Miros Mavino, and it was uh, the stud of Guillermo del Toro. So I don't want to hear his shit. All right, you really... Gee, baby, that guy's pissed at you. Yeah, sure. So what to say. I mean... Whatever, mimic. It speaks for itself. Uh, Bob, you're on Rana Fez. Hey, Ron, you can make your directorial debut by doing another uh, silent film starring Fez. Fez, would you be willing to be in my silent film? I would do that for you. I plan on calling it. I've got an idea for a, a film for you. I don't know if you want to do it. Oh, well, let me hear about it. You would be the star of the film, though. Sounds good. And it's called, And He Farted Come. Oh. And what I hope to right. do with this, wow. right. what I hope to do with this, Definitely. obviously, I'm going for a G rating, <laughs> but the special effects doesn't sound like it's going to be my breakthrough role. Oh, it'll be a breakthrough, all right, right through your underwear. Oh. You know, you don't care much for film, even though you were a theater major. Like, if we bring up a film, you never seem to know it. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of... Uh, Why did you want to become a theater major? Here's the weird thing. He's a theater major, and he doesn't like plays. All these years we lived in New York, Fez has never been to a play unless one of his friends said, I'm in this play, and we have to bring five people. 
then he you know got a job in radio and doesn't know any music at all. The only music that he really knows is stuff that we played when we did a rock show. That's his only point of reference for music. And he goes like this, I gotta get her a uh, present. Is there any new carts out? I go, no, music doesn't even come with carts. That's just the way it was in the 80s. And radio stations. <laughs> they were fools to but get rid of them. Isn't it, isn't it crazy that you don't like film and you're a theater major? Yeah, I think so. You know, because... Yeah, it's it's crazy because there's so many things that I just don't even get into. Okay. Including reading and music. Um, let's go over here to Orlando. You're on first. Hey, Ron. Uh, hey, did you ever uh, consider, did it cross your mind to ask about Troy Duffy? You know, the guy, there's a documentary done no. about him. No. Hey, what, why would... Saints and... Uh, yeah. It went, uh, first of all, here's the thing. Uh, the way I am when people come in here. Duffy's important in, in this guy's life. You're not even listening. You, you, you act like you have a fucking question, then you don't. But the point is, normally I talk to people about their most recent work instead of attempting to talk to them about their whole career. Now, I do that in a mask because it's set up that way. But I would... Fuck it, if I went somewhere and was doing an interview, and they started to ask me about stuff from 20 years ago. Today, I'd be like, I can't fucking believe. <laughs> I have to talk about something, you know? 20 years ago. I wouldn't know what to say. When you did dykes on bikes, I have no fucking... I, I have nothing to fucking tell you. When Let the Puppies Breathe came out. No, I don't what? I don't even fucking remember those days. So I don't do that with people, because I... I I don't know why they would want to talk about it. Now, sometimes they do. But when we go into an unmasked, yes, because we're looking to find the creative process and the string all the way through. But we take an hour to do that. Now, this guy's got three different fucking movies coming out. That are Oscar I, time. It, I guarantee you at least one best picture and at least two actors will be in the 20 minutes I had with him. And I'm going to ask him about fucking Troy Duffy in a fucking movie that came out 15 years ago that he decided not to use. Hey, Harvey, remember, remember when you optioned that script 15 years ago? By the way, I had Troy Duffy on the show. Troy Duffy didn't want to talk about that shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. Uh, let's go over here to Greg. Greg, you're on my face. Uh, hey, boys, uh... Hey, Ronnie, last night my chick and I watched Angel's Crest, and uh, I still don't feel right after watching that movie. I feel all hollowed out inside. At the end, literally, my chick and I were just bawling our, our, our eyes out. That movie might have been an emotion, emotional movie I've ever seen. It really fucked me up. Well, wait do you see, and he farted come. I think you'll be crying, too. I think it will haunt you. I think the exposition is going to be scarier than the end. Like the build up to the fun, the comforting. There will be. Well, what makes you think I'm not going to open with it? It's just a shot, panning shot, oh. closer, closer, giant <laughs> brown eye. <laughs> Slow motion? Covered. Wow. Covered in Ghostbuster type goo. <laughs> so you're going to be like jumping around? And like then it just thing. comes up and he farted cum. Everybody be horrified. I'll be just sitting in the theater smiling, watching it. My masterpiece is done. 3D? And I will tell you this. 
we're not using any CGI. And there won't be any stunt actors. It's going to be all Watley. Oh, my good God. I wonder how many takes this is going to take. Revolutionary. Um, James, you're only running a face show. James. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, hey, how you doing, Ron? I love you guys, man. I love you since uh, one old uh, WJFK. See, this is the thing of going backwards. I don't want to talk about WJFK right now. What would I yes. possibly talk about with you? Why is Fed so quiet these days? And it's changing there to Ron and that stuttering, mumbly mouth. What's the Spit guy? it out. <laughs> we, we understand. Yes, he's a mumbly mouth. I know, I stutter. I know, I listen. Why, guy? Why, why? Why am I getting attacked? <laughs> this is, I'm going to do my um, impression of Pepper now. Um, um, I'm going, I'm going to get, I'm going to get. Two buckets, two buckets of wa 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 water. Oh, that's good, Pepper. I I, I look, I look, I look, I look like Bob Seeger. Because we've never brought that up uh, before. How come you don't talk as much? I guess I freeze up and don't realize what I should be saying. Now, I'm looking at your beard and your shirt. When's the safari start? <laughs> Fez right now, it's fucking mutual of Omaha with him. There's a fucking sheep wrangler downstairs. All right, what year is it? 2011. Those pockets haven't been designed since fucking 1962. <laughs> Just two big front pockets. Yes, that you could keep fucking children in. Did you see that shirt and say that's mine or... Is that one that mom picked out for you? I think this was a mother selection. You're past the age where that should happen. You yes, your mom should free. buy uh, you a shirt, but then you don't put it on. <laughs> I I ain't got I ain't got no parent parents. We know that might be a uh, a film that I'm doing called. P -p 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 Pepper, <laughs> the stuttering pr 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 prick. Um, let's go over here to Joe. Joe in Utah, you're on manifest. Hey, I got a spy report. Spy uh, report. Show prime suspect. They just announced it's canceled. Also, I'm looking forward to the sequel of He Farted Come. Spy report. Spy report. Well, first of all, let's just say this. I thought that they announced the prime suspect was canceled weeks ago. It was interesting. Yeah, that's been known that it was going out. Um, everything was sailing along. It was the number one show, not only in its time slot, but of the week. Then Jay Moore does a guest spot. It heads down where people not only were turning off the show, they were returning televisions. Which is oh, the first time that ever happened. Fuck. I don't know. Some of those TVs are old. They're not going to get them returned. I was seeing this on one of the news things that said that less people own televisions now than any time since the 50s. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the first time. It's, I think it's happened. That it's dropped. actually it's dropped first. down. Even though there's more households. It's the first decline that's ever been. Because kids are watching their phones and their computers? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, people just have a computer, and it just—it's their fucking multimedia box. You can't find any business out there 
that hasn't been fucked over by the computer. <laughs> I don't give a shit who they are. Yeah, the internet's just fucking destroying everything. If you enjoy entertainment at all in your life, the fucking internet's going to fucking just take it over. Zuckerberg! What did he just do? I, have no, I couldn't understand it. I said Zuckerberg angrily. <sighs> I know. I, I would have went with Vinklevi. I had no idea what he was saying. I just I came out a little mumbled. That was uh... uh. Let's go over here to Brian in New York, New York. Good. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, happy Friday to you. Yo, Packer, uh, I'm going out to uh, do a little drinking tonight. Want to know if I should go rooftop or should I go uh, beer garden? Uh, go uh, beer garden. I probably have heat things because rooftop is going to be too cold. Oh, cool. Funny. All right, take it easy. I think you're making a huge mistake. Really? I think you want to be up on the roof. When this old world starts getting me down, I'll go up on the roof. Because you can see all of Long Island City. All right, now, does everybody else know? Because I'd be a poker player. Fez keeps checking his fucking thing while we're going on. What are you doing? I just keep in contact with people. What people? Uh, just the entire bang. Why don't you keep in contact with the fucking radio people? But here's the thing. I wouldn't mind if everyone else does it like this, but Fez does it down here like he's fucking pulling an ace out of his sock. <laughs> what did you find out from the Interabank people? Uh, that I'm getting an email. Okay. Oh. You're getting an email. Now you're going over to check your email? Uh-huh. Hasn't come in yet. Fez is amazing because he can do one thing at once. And single tasking. I mean, everybody here has computers in front of them, phone lines and all. But Fez will actually turn from <laughs> one to the other. <laughs> and if Fez has to hit something on his instant replay, he goes after it like it's a plate full of sushi. Like, what do I want? And all eel. else. Go for the eel. All else could stop. But I will give you this. I've never met anybody else on radio but like this. Fucking dead air don't bother you. Well, it bothers me, but... <laughs> oh, shit. I just run into it an awful lot. Well, what do you think when the dead air is happening? I think of something to say. The dead air is happening. Think of something quickly to say. And then it goes into a loop on my in my head. Now, I know that you don't listen to a lot of radio, right? Right. Yeah. But you watch TV. You mm -hmm. watch, like, Fox and CNN. Do you ever see any of those people just sit there for a while? No, it never happens. Mm. So that's what we're going to do about it. What I love about it is when he doesn't change topic. My favorite thing is, because a lot of you guys will just leave the dead air there and then come back with an all-new topic, and you're like, all right, we're going in a different direction. But Fez will just sometimes just come back with a follow-up. And it's like if you were reading a book, you would read end, and then just go blank page, blank page, blank page, blank page. The car was on oh, fire. I thought that was... Uh, I sent over some gravy beverage for Hard Rock Johnny. Johnny got three quarters of his stomach uh, cut out. Doesn't sound healthy. He can't eat any solid food, and he spent the morning just melting ice cream and shooting it into his veins. That can't be. What are we gonna do with the thin, thin Johnny? 
it's a whole new fucking world. Hold on, I love the name Thin Johnny. I never <laughs> had that friend. Hey, I was talking to Thin Johnny. He said it was all taken care of. There was some pants going down over there. Did you talk to Thin Johnny? Thin Johnny's going to straighten everything out. Well, we're talking about things being uh, off the air. There's a report that we've seen the last, last aboard the death. What? Mm. Board to death, they did the numbers on it. It's watched by 37 people in the United States, another four in Canada are watching, and one guy in Mexico. How could you not be watching this TV show? It's awesome. I love it. It's, it's a fantastic cast. It's a ridiculously good cast, and it's funny every fucking week. Now, if it ends where we are now, Jonathan Ames would have fucked his own sister and then danced with her. And that will be the end of that show. Uh, that is going out sort of on top. I don't know. At least while that show is on, I don't have a more favorite show. Now, when Louis comes on, then I have my Louis time. Of course, in February, we're back on the fucking jet ski. And we're eastbound down. Finally. But when it's bored to death time. When that season is on, I'm fucking excited every Monday night. It's I love I love to dance and golf and Schwartzman. sports, but they're just so good and they're it, so fucking funny and it's so weird. It's just fucking strange. Plus, <laughs> then I like their two worst enemies too. Oh, um, uh, Oliver Oliver Platt. I love Oliver Platt, and then his fucking sidekick. Yeah, John Hodgman, who yeah. <laughs> you know better as PC. Yeah. <laughs> Hodgman's fucking sporting some weird facial hair. It's just a fucking stash, dude. All you gotta do is shave your fucking beard down and leave your stash. Why don't you do it? No, it's full beard right now. Really the falling apart mode. <laughs> you never want to do a stash party sometime. Eventually, there will be a stash. And it's gonna look good. I guarantee that. Yeah, it will. <laughs> <laughs> what you should do is dye it even blacker. So even though you have all black hair... Like fucking Brian Wilson. <laughs> your, your mustache will be even blacker. <laughs> How did that guy's hair, his facial hair, is so dark? Um, Scott, you're on the Running Fest show. Hey, Ron, happy Friday. Yeah. Hey, I just want to call and see if you had had a chance to watch the league, or did you? Fuck did you no, we don't that? watch the league. No. We live it. Yeah, dude, that's the funniest show on no, TV. Sarah Silverman was on there last week, and I, it was hysterical. It is not a correct statement. It's not the funny show on TV. And Sarah Silverman wasn't there last week. She was there, but I've I do sometimes check that show out, and I I didn't mind it in its earlier seasons, and it's been pretty atrocious this year. Why? Uh, it just I I I wish I could tell you like one specific reason. It it's just it didn't it doesn't have the jokes that it once had, and it's just the same played out stuff. I, I did enjoy it for the first two seasons, though this season sucks. Wow. Yeah. You are the anti G baby. G Baby is writing a book about movies called I Like Every Movie. Even the change up. I this fucking kills me and I'm gonna there's no sense in talking to you guys anymore because I got Mikey Boy here. Um But and I also wanna apologize to you and anyone else who stutters. I was just <laughs> having some fun with that. It hurts. Your stutter isn't that bad. <laughs> It might be from the like drug use. <laughs> no, it's not one. just from that. But you were scared when you were a kid. <laughs> you saw your mom's tit on fire when you went in. To... Oh Jesus! Oh. Uh, but uh, Ben Stiller 
just joined Judd Apatow, was saying, we want a best Oscar for comedy. You know what? I'm not just going to limit the Mikey Boy. Everybody's allowed into this. Oh, good. But what do you think of this Mikey Boy? So he wants... He wants... They want, actually not get the nominations. Not get, okay, I got you. They, they want... Don't make us compete against the other. Oh. Just a comedy award. Separate Because comedy. the problem is that this Bridesmaids movie is not going to win an Oscar this year. And God damn it, it deserves it. Uh, a fat woman was shitting in a sink. And now you're not going to give them an Oscar? <laughs> Come on, fucking asshole Academy. But just imagine how many times that we'd be hearing the term Oscar-winning movie, American Pie. And you're like, that didn't fucking hold up. <laughs> that year? Yeah. Come on! I mean, most comedies don't hold up. There are some that do. But they tend to be a little more sophisticated comedies, like yeah. broadcast news. Right. I mean, if still they, holds up. If they add a category, it's it's going to be sort of the more highbrow comedies. It's not going to be what they want nominated. I think. Right. It'll be sideways. We'll get an award. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, that wouldn't make them feel any better. No. Because they're going to wise sideways when eight hundred million people saw Hangover Two. Come on. No, it's it'll just be something else for them to get pissed off about, and something else for us to just fucking be really angry about. I don't want to sit there and watch them fucking give these people awards. Now, does anybody disagree in here and thinks they deserve? Because they get the People's Choice Awards, they get the fucking Comedy Awards, MTV. They they've got their own dumb awards. The the Oscars are supposed to be for excellence. And when you get an excellent comedy, Annie Hall, it wins the Oscar. See, I think it's degrading to comedy to say give them their own category. They can't possibly compete, so give them their own. Yeah. You know why they're doing this? Because everyone made a big deal about the cartoon movies. And it became that slippery oh. slo slope of gay marriage where now people want to marry a mule. Ugh. And fuck it, and like give it a ring and shit. Oh, I never yeah. even follow him home. Buffering. <laughs> every time you get sort of a niche category, you are watering down because you're making it easier for something that wouldn't necessarily be deserving an Oscar to get an Oscar. So that would be the thing: is give out less Oscars, yeah. not more. No, give out, uh, take away most of the Oscars. It's already ungodly long. More fucking. No, we need 15 movies in best best fucking uh, film of the year now. 20. Now I saw a thing in Hollywood Reporter where they uh, said that they did a poll and people are now upset that Billy Crystal's coming back because they'd rather have Eddie Murphy. All these fucking years, every single poll has to say, Billy Crystal, Billy Crystal. He's the one. He's the And now master. it's Eddie Murphy. People just don't know what the fuck they want. I, I totally feel that way. Like, I always wanted Billy Crystal a host, but then it was Eddie Murphy, and I was like, holy shit, Eddie's coming back, and now it's Billy Crystal, and I feel like I had something awesome, and yeah, Billy Crystal's awesome too, but not Well, I'm Murphy. glad you can take us in a whole nother way than what the poll already said. <laughs> that was already fucking labeled there on a poll. I just want to say that uh, every way that I feel is just what you said. I love The Hollywood Reporter. I have a subscription. Did you just say shh? It's like a slur stutter. My mom's tit was on fire when I was breastfeeding.
All right, it's the Ron and Fez show. Anyway, that's where we try to go with some of this. Now, uh, they asked the Green Hornet the other day. Are you familiar with the Green Hornet, Fez? Um, the Green Oh, the Green Hornet movie? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. Well, Seth Rogen, who I only refer to now as Green Hornet, because I would have given this the Oscar for best funny comic book movie. Uh, he was talking about his buddy that hosted the Oscars uh, last year, James Franco. And he goes, they fucking sandbagged Franco. They said they want a young, hot host, and they give him the same shitty writer that was there for all the Billy Crystals. Uh, I might add it shitty. But he said, basically acting like, you're giving him this old-fashioned thing. That's pretty f good for Seth Rogen. For I thought it was a fucking out. good line. It's good shit. But it, that's the great Bruce Valanche. So Seth Rogen's coming after a Oscars legend there. Because how come Bruce Valance doesn't take any of the heat for how bad the Oscars were? Not only that, Bruce Valance wrote the bit where Rob Lowe was fucking dancing around with Snow White. It took Rob Lowe like 15 years to get past that bit. No one cares about the writers. They're just like fucking mystery people in the back. And, and it doesn't matter. People just don't aren't going to... Then why is there a documentary called Get Me Bruce Valanche? I don't know. Because, well, Bruce Valanche rises above that. But there's still... It's a mystery of people that they, they think... They associate everything with the person performing it. I like Bruce Valanche a lot because... A, he seems like a turtle that took off his shell. And B, he's always got a funny t-shirt every <clears throat> time I see him. A lot of t-shirts. And then I'm like, hey, is that your t-shirt company? Huh? No. He actually pays for them. I would think that he would have made up his own t-shirt company by now. Um, Pit Doc is our buddy. You're on the Ron Fez show. Hi, Ronnie. Once again, I got a spy report for you. Thank Christ. Spy report. Uh, Hollywood, once again, is going to make a, a movie that's a classic that should never be remade. Starship Troopers. Personally, I would like to see them give out a Starship Troopers uh, Oscar every year. Johnny yeah. Rico needs yeah. it. Yeah. The Johnny Rico goes too. <laughs> uh, so they're going to, re as they say, reboot the franchise. Yeah. But they're doing the same thing with, with RoboCop and with uh, Total Recall, so who knows what the hell they're doing. Well, they, they can't <laughs> give people new movies because they won't see them. Um. Uh, or new TV shows. I mean, we're talking about TV. There's like an 80% fail rate for any new show. And they say these will be the last time that it's ever that high, that they bring back as many as 20%. They're starting to talk about a lot more one-and-dones with TV shows. I, I, that's not surprising. Most of these shows... Now, will they bring back the original Johnny Rico? It doesn't look like it. Why don't they get Teen Wolf out of the fucking vampire movies? I'm what's, sure. I'm sure. What's Teen get. Wolf's name? I'm not sure. I, I never seen the films. He's some kind of kid. He's always got his fucking um, uh, belly out every time. Taylor Lautner. That can't oh, be it. God. What's his real name? <clears throat> that is it. Uh, head on over. Search the game right now. Fez just plugged it a few times. How many times have you plugged it, Fez? Um, I haven't plugged it yet. Well, let me plug it a couple more times. Search the Game is up there. Uh, you'll head on over to the Interabang, and it's like we play Search, 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 
hurry up and search, 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 hurry up and search, 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 hurry up and search, 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 hurry up and search. Well, it's search, uh, the game is basically search, search, hurry up and search, just on the Interrobang, um, you can win worldwide rebel songs. Fuck yeah. Autographed by Tom Morello. Now, um, Tom Morello, don't fuck around. He does not fuck around. Fuck no. Black Spark is a heart attack machine. And since the, he is the government's enemy, who knows how valuable this autograph could be. Mm -hmm. Search the game, your chance to go over the Interrobang right now and win. Now, Hicks, we also have up some pictures of your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. And people are always curious about you <laughs> and where you live. Um, we talk about Long Island City, Astoria, and this is Five Points, and this is kind of the center of your neighborhood. Yeah, it's yours. And a lot of graffiti rocking down there. It's it's uh, Five Points, also called Fun Factory. You can see you can see it on the on the Seven Train going in and out of the city, uh, of Manhattan, from Manhattan going into Queens, or vice versa. And it is a giant factory that takes up a whole block. That it is legal to go there and perform graffiti. And every big graffiti crew and artist in actually worldwide knows about this place. And they go there and they put up pieces. And it changes all the time. And it's some of the it's fantastic. The pictures up on the entire bang are fantastic. Now, is this safe enough for you or some strangers to go there and check out the art? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can go there. You can you climb up to the roof. It's it's fine. It's 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 not like you, you know, walk hard. through the building. Oh no, it's all on the outside of the building. But there's a uh, there's a uh, there's ladders you can climb up to the roof and no check fucking out, way and check out even more fucking. I went up there one time just you know to get high and I found. <laughs> See that's why I don't want to take a family there. No, it's 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 safe. It's safe. And the, and I ran to like a bunch of French graffiti artists saying like, oh yeah, we came from France to check out this place because they. Were, you fucking believe them? They had French accents. They didn't speak English very well. Neither did people in Montreal, but that don't mean shit to me. <laughs> all right, all the people, all the pictures are up, and this is Chris Stanley's neighborhood. Yeah. Um. Very very strange. But I kind of guess that it's cool. It's cra and the crazy part. This part is if you, you, it always changes, and, it, and only good people go there. Like you wouldn't be able to go over there, slap some paint on. Everybody would be pissed off. They get real fucking pissed. Yeah, they, they'll lose their shit. You know, I was a graffiti artist back in the day, and I would put the backwards swastika, and some, sometimes just the who, the who. Graffiti is its either hated by people or absolutely beloved. These pictures are up. This is Pepper Hicks's neighborhood. Long Island City. I want to go over there and just do a gigantic Bob Seger. <laughs> and then I'm going to spray paint across it against the wind. All right, let's fucking commission it. Let's do it. But yeah, some of this stuff is just gorgeous. Um, it's been there for years. It closed down for a while, then it got reopened. And people love it, huh? And it's actually a tourist attraction. Yeah, it's 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 legal to do this, and no one gets in trouble for doing their graffiti here. And you live inside of there. <laughs> Nobody bothers you. You're able to live your life right. the way you want to. Me and a kegerator. Um, Gino, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, um, I mean Tom Morello. 
Hey, he's cool. He's a great guitarist, no doubt about it. But the guy's a fucking communist. Then I'm going to bring him into the anti-American uh, committee, and we shall take away all his guitar picks. Yes. And if he wishes to play again, he will have to finger pick. Yes. Uh, obviously, he... he... the guitar. Now, what is your thing about calling people communists, Gito? Uh, he's a guy who thinks that Cuba is like got got it right when it comes to government. He thinks it's a great fucking place. Okay, that's a communist place. He hangs out with those assholes down at the Occupy movement. Mm -hmm. I mean, those communists. You mean communist shit too? Who's a good American in your opinion, Gino? Who is a good American in my yeah. opinion? You're a good American. Mm. Okay. You're funny. Thank you. All right, Gino. Now I got you. You're a fine American. Thank you. Uh, you're listening to Right Wing Radio with Ron Bennington. We are going to out every communist we can. Hunt them down. Hunt them all down. That's right. Make them fucking sorry for their shitty views. Uh, hold on. Let's go over here to uh, George in Atlanta. You're on fest. Uh, hey, guys, I, I just uh, got back from the Art Basel Festival that's going on in uh, Miami in the like, Wynwood District, and it's pretty funny every... That's great. I just had artist. fucking Harvey Weinstein on the show, so each of us is doing very well. Uh, yeah, you a little better than me. But, uh, okay. Yeah, I'll take that. Every major graffiti writer from the run of the world is basically in Miami getting paid to uh, do murals, and it's kind of funny. It's like the Wild West for graffiti right now. Like, every You'd be driving around, there was like 16-year-olds going nuts you know, destroying everything. In Did the anyone do the back backwards swastika or just the word the who? The who? Yeah, that, yeah we saw. Graffiti artist and consultant to designer uh, Mark Echo. <laughs> uh, he was arrested for spray painting subway cars in Brooklyn. You know, I'm a fan of the graffiti because I was an old school graffiti artist myself. My specialty was the T sign, just the word the who, the backwards swastika. We'd write, I'd draw the Roadrunner, just the word the who, Repent 13, just the word the who, yeah, those, those type of things. The guerrilla movement, that's the way it goes, and it's the art of getting up, getting known, and then you take that vehicle and you go all the places once they know you. The higher you can tag something, the more respect you're going to get. The more outlandish you tag, the more respect you're going to get in the community. I know a person, everywhere they go, they tag, Mighty Horse Rocks the Fat Ass. Mighty Horse Rocks the Fat Ass. Mighty Horse Rocks, 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 Rocks the Fat Ass. When Mighty Horse Rocks, he rocks a fat ass. When Mighty Horse Rocks, he rocks a fat ass. Everybody else can live by the rules, except for the graffiti artists. When you see the Mighty Horse Rocks, you don't spell Rocks R-O-X. When Mighty Horse Rocks, he rocks a fat ass. What about my tag, Monkey House? Only I, only I pronounce it like this, Monkey House! When Monkey House Rocks, he rocks a fat ass. When Monkey House Rocks, he rocks a fat ass. Monkey House! Because that's the name I tag with. Monkey House of Decepts. When Monkey House rocks, he rocks the D-Sippers. When Monkey House rocks, he rocks the D-Sippers. Mighty Horse rocks the fat ass? When Mighty Horse rocks, he rocks the fat ass. When Mighty Horse rocks, he rocks the fat ass. Mighty Horse rocks the fat ass. 
right, then here's what I want you to do. I want you to get a plane and tag the sky. Shot a boo, Greg. Um, it's the Ron Fez show. Um, Aaron, you're you're on Ron Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Can I just call in from like? Can I call him by Android wise from now on? I'll be confused with those other errands. Um, Anyways, I got a, I got an eye bang. What's that? Um, I don't know. You guys remember that 1980 movie that came out, Maniac? She's a maniac, maniac. Yeah, I fucking love that. I can't wait till they remake that. Uh, do you like graffiti at all? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, uh, you think some, it's cool? Yeah, some of it's. Uh, Would you want it on your building? No. Mm. I think Banksy's proved to everyone that graffiti's art. Well, who was the first big graffiti artist? Probably guys up in the Bronx. And For me, it was Samo. I was all I was all about Samo. Um, but I'm looking at this thing. Could you even p pick one over the other? It's all really fantastic. The face work on some of these is just amazing. Yeah. I, thought, I I think I like this one the best. The the what's it, the fifth? The, it's on the first row and the fifth. Oh, in the right. It looks gorgeous. A little kid just staring with like a thought bubble. It looks. It, I thought it looks. That's amazing. a thought bubble. I thought maybe. I thought there was, he was just getting attacked by circles. <laughs> Watch out! I thought there were circles coming out of his head. And what's he thinking? Like I don't know. Maybe we're supposed to fill it in, like in Suck Lord. That's my favorite artist right now, Suck Lord from Work of Art. Nobody watches Work of Art, or you guys do. I don't watch Work of Art. I don't understand I don't, how don't you have, couldn't. I don't have cable. You make me feel bad when I hear stuff like that. <laughs> did you, by the way, that thing, did you see the guy in the wheelchair in the mosh pit? Uh, yeah. Surf, surf I, ride? Put it up, Hicks. Uh, this is my favorite cave. Fuck yeah, I love a pit. This kid's a fucking man. It's on the IB wire. Fez has been keeping us up to date with everything that's happening there. I watch this kid. And they're just crowd surfing through his wheelchair. He's got no legs. There he goes. <laughs> Fell out of his fucking chair. Play it back over again. Concert to me. Yeah, nobody else up on top of the crowd. Just that guy. I don't even know what show it is. Some fucking European bullshit. It sounds like it's fucking weird. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who thought that was a good idea? The people holding up the chair don't even seem to realize he's out of it. They're gonna steal his chair. Here's Chris. You're on Fez. Hey guys, you mentioned graffiti. What blew me away when I visited Italy a few years ago was how much graffiti was all throughout the cities and streets. I'm not that I always thought it was just an American thing, but it's something weird when you see buildings that are like hundreds of years old, considered works of art. You see graffiti, not even like murals, just like graffiti scribbled everywhere to save it. Um, 
let's. Um, I guess it's big everywhere. Yeah, it's there now. I know you don't see it in Manhattan the way you used to. We sent it to Queens. Yeah. We put it in Pepper's house. The pictures are up on the Interbank. I think it adds a lot. I think it opens the room up. <laughs> Anybody fucking um, starts spray painting on my wall gets shot, but not by me. We have armed guards outside my building now. What? Yeah. That's pretty badass. Well, the landlord um, just saw warriors, and he thought it was a noose. <laughs> So he hired armed guards. We got a guy on the corner of our building, actually, now. It's, I, I think it's because we're down near the Occupy Wall Street stuff, and it's, there's a bank on the corner of our building, and there's a guy that sits out there all night now. Just, I guess. What's he, what's he armed with? I don't know. He's got a gun. Yeah. But uh, it's... Um, it, it, I, I mean, it, it could be coincidental, but it started happening about three weeks after Occupy Wall Street started. I was walking home the other day in Central Park, three cops with machine guns and helmets... And they're just talking, and one of the cop, they seem like fairly young. One of the cop was mocking the other, like, you you talk like this. <laughs> I'm like, you guys can't fucking do this. It's fucking surreal. Mm. You should go occupy, Mikey boy. I went down there once when Radiohead was supposed to be there, but no, that's uh, <laughs> my only show. Did you go? Yeah, I think yesterday Jackson Brown was there, right? Yeah, yeah. With other people too. He was with like Third Eye Blind and yeah, I'd be like shut up and um, listen to Jackson Brown. <laughs> Who are Third Eye Blind? Closing time? No, what are they? They're um, semi charm kind of like that's the one. Same thing. Yeah, same, same exact thing. time, same song. Semi charm kind of life. Oh god. Well, that fucking chick came over to NEW one time. I mean that band, and the guy's chick was Charlize Theron. Fuck. Who was just sitting outside, sitting in the fucking thing, waiting for him, like, he's doing an interview. Actually, look. I actually said this to her, excuse me why I masturbate. <laughs> now, I wasn't even there that day. Earl told me this story. <laughs> and then I go, show me where she was sitting. Fuck yeah. Fez, what are you doing over there? I'm seeing you. Are you moving your cards around on the table? No, no, I'm what not hiding happening? any aces. What is happening? I'm just getting some text messages in. What are they? Uh, new video going up on the Interobang wire, and that is uh, a teacher threatening a special needs student. Oh, I definitely want to see this one. <laughs> I definitely. Why won't you tell us? What do you do down there? You just you text back and forth, and then if I don't bring it up, you don't say. No, just waiting for the right time, I guess. What's the right time? I never know. So texting you is a waste of. No, no, it's not a waste, but it's just. Well, would you ever going to tell us? No, I was. Yeah, I was going to bring it up. I, I just, I didn't think we were done with the other conversation yet. Well, we're done with it. What about the Rick Perry? The Rick Perry, uh, the new Rick Perry commercial is also on the IB wire. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the teacher threatens special needs child. First of all. I love this on title alone. You don't have to fucking go any further. <laughs> this is good. I'm being real. Real sucks. Real hurts. Real things hurt. They don't sound nice. I'm not here to pat his head and push him along and say, everything's going to be okay. Because guess what? When he leaves here, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody. I'm not going to be out there to reach Hey, right, hold on. Why am I already uh, uh, fucking embarrassed I hear a Philly accent? <laughs> Keep going. Again, neither is anybody else. 
When you leave here, Julio, who cares that you have a special leg? Who cares that you're special? No more. Nobody, dude. Nobody. Don't call me special. What? Oh, oh my God, fucking Clark. Dude, what are you here for? What is the title on the front of that school set? Special education. Don't call me special. What would you like to be called, you Jules? No, no. Just don't call me special. What's the definition of normal? Hey! Um, yeah, I get what you're so, saying. you want me to call you normal, but you don't even know what it is. Top 10 million. That makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, so me. What would you like to call it, Jules? I don't know. Just don't call me special. We all have to say special. Special, what's going to happen? Don't call me special. Right, what's going to happen? I'm just telling you, don't call me don't, special. I'll, I'll, I'll say whatever I want to say. Like that. You don't like it? Oh, well. You know what? The truth hurts. Reality hurts. All right, but like when I get out of this, this school, you, you're going to be calling me special now. You, you know what? I would kick your ass and get you to come until I'm 80 years old. Don't You'll don't never be able to beat me, dude. Never. Don't you're never going to be big. You're never going to be tough. That's the real world. Don't That's awesome. Guess what? Don't what are you going to do? What are you going to do? They're going to get a chopper and shot me. Like I'm scared. You said that. You don't well, that. You threatened me. I'm not saying you. You said when you get out of school, you're going to do something. What are you going to do? I didn't. What are you going to do? Face. You didn't say that. You didn't say when you get out of school, you're going to do something. I didn't know. I said when I get out of this school, what are you going to say then? What? When I get out of this school. When you get out of this school, I'll be right there. You tell me where you are and I'll call you. Anything I said when I get out of this school, that's the distance. There ain't going to be a stinking when thing I said, when right I get back in the There ain't going to be nothing you're going to do. There ain't going to be nothing you're going to ever, 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 ever do. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'll be where I want, when I want. What are you going to do? Just get out of my face. You ain't going to do a thing. Just get out you my won't face. see me moving, do you? Do you see me moving? Just get out of my face, bro. You ain't going to do a thing. All right, but never. Just get out of my face. Trust me. You ain't never going to be picking up for bad enough. Never. <laughs> That's why he's looking at circumstance. Never going to be picking up for bad enough. And you know what? You ain't never making it back to regular ed. I hate to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ain't gonna happen. You're not gonna get a hoogie. You're not gonna get a kick. You're not going on a duck boat, lady. That ain't gonna happen. You'll never go to an Eagles game. No Phillies. Nothing. You'll never gonna meet Larry Boa. All right. Everybody else is gonna eat a hoogie in here. Everybody else is gonna be drinking a coke. You're not gonna smoke a cigarette. You're not gonna smoke a J. Go ahead. Try something. You're fu What's it fucking say on the front of the school? You're special. Special. You're not normal. What's normal to you? Ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. Never. Ever. Ever. Ever going to beat me. <laughs> I'm bigger and better than you. You're a waterhead, okay? You're a waterhead. I got a beautiful house. Come on over. Come on over, waterhead. Cross that fucking line. <laughs> Those fucking Philly guys. Oh, what was he wearing? Sweatpants to fucking school? Looks like it. And a tucked in polo shirt. A golf shirt. Seriously, Fez, on a scale of one to ten, how funny is that? Oh, I don't think it's funny at all. I think well, it's. Why were you laughing? Everybody was laughing. No, I think it's awful what he's doing to a special needs kid. Special needs kid's fine. Because special needs kids is fucking taping his ass. Yeah. yeah. And he's dating him. He's yeah. getting outsmarted, which I love. Wiggle him out of here. On the, on the, in the corner there. I fucking love it. Yeah, this guy's awesome. 
Uh, Blake, you're on my Fez. Hey, man, you know, I subscribe to the Philly guy, but I, I swear I haven't seen this new video yet. Is... Get out of the boat. Get out of the boat. Hey, come on. Get out of the house. Let's do it. Weather's coming. <laughs> um, get out of water. Uh, Charlie, you're on my Fez. Charlie. Tommy. All right, Tommy. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm fucking going to hang up on you, Tommy. Oh, don't hang up on me, man. No, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. Phone's fucked up. Um, no, I just, I, all this Patrice stuff, man. I mean, I love the guy. I've been Shut so the fuck now. up. Seriously, I can't fucking, I can't deal with you. I can't fucking deal with your stupid ass. I that, can't. No one said anything about Patrice. That guy belongs in special this class. Was seriously. What's it say on the front of the school? <laughs> Go out there. You can't even read. Everybody else in this class is going to one Eagles game, but you. Don't call me special. You are special. Special Waterhead. I'm normal. No, you ain't. Look, what's normal mean? Because it ain't you. Please give me a fucking reason. I will fire. Just, I will kick your ass. Wait till so we got a class today. The other thing about those fucking Philly guys, they're always ready to take their shirt off. Like they can't get their fucking shirt dirty in a fight. You saw him, he's ready to fucking peel down if oh, he had to. <laughs> he's like, come at me. <laughs> then he was going to follow him the rest of his life. Uh, Thomas, you're on Runa Fez. Yeah, uh, I guarantee you, uh, I don't know the whole situation, but I, I bet you that little purple kid, the mouthy little prick, which made that teacher act like a complete asshole. Well, well, but here's the thing. What man could be a fucking special needs teacher? I would fucking go crazy if I was in there for five minutes. Well, according to him, he was specifically put in that situation because he was bigger and badder than all those kids. You are never going to make it back to normal needs. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It ain't going to happen, dude. Show the part where he says he's bigger and better. I love how fucking strong he felt. Because the guy probably weighs 140 and he's 6'2". Yeah. Is right That's the thing, Fez. Who is he threatening? No one is scared of him. Wait, stop there. What did he say? You're going to what? You're going to chop me? You're going you're gonna to get a chopper to chop me? He said get a oh. job as a jockey. That's what I thought. He were, yeah. You gonna get a job as a jockey? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, you ain't gonna be running no horses. <laughs> You're a waterhead, and I'm a teacher. I'm making thirty-two thousand dollars a year. I'm kicking ass and taking names. Normal. Is, you're gonna get a chopper and chop me. What's that even mean? I have no idea, but that's what one transcript says. Everybody out. Everybody else here is gonna go on a boat. All right. Or get the Amtrak ride. You're getting nothing. Because you're special needs. I might even take everybody down to Rehoboth next summer. But you ain't going. You ain't going to water. You ain't going on a houseboat. You don't get a hoogie. You don't get a coke. I want all those things. I'm not special, though. Um... Let's go over here to uh, Red Bear in Philly. Yeah, that video is biased because eventually Hamid uh, Escalante taught these retarded gangbangers calculus. That's true. Maybe this was just the first day. You got to show who is fucking boss. Uh, 
Sponge Steve, you're on Run of Fez. <laughs> Yo, in the background, you can hear Vince Young throw another pick. God damn it, don't even start that. <laughs> Fuck Vince Young. <laughs> and put on that fucking kid, that other Philly kid that was crying. <laughs> Here he is. All fucked up. What? Tom Brady, don't video Why are you so mad at Tom Brady? Now put him, we need to kind of fucking mixtape this up so we've got this kid screaming back at the Philly teacher. You want to get a chopper and chop me? Is that what you want to do? Put it on. When I get out of school, where are you going? You think you're so cool? What are you going to do? You ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> Nobody's going to Rehoboth. Nobody. No one's going to Ocean City. You're getting closer to me. I'll get a chopper and chop you. Whatever that means. <laughs> he has like tracksuit pants on or something. He's like the gym teacher. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He just stay fucking relaxed in case the mummers have a fucking show. <laughs> South Paul, South Camden, South Jersey. I was going to take everybody to see Rocky. No, you're not going. No. We were going to go to Mummer's Museum. You ain't going. Go. No one's going. Normal. Pat, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie, you're Delaware. That's Delaware County, That what you're doing. You're not You're not doing <laughs> Philly. That's Philly. We're going to go down off McDay, go to Nifty 50s, maybe Charlie's Burgers. <sighs> Thanks for cold stopping us. Put him back on. When I say when I get back in there will be nothing you're gonna do. There will be nothing you're gonna ever, 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 ever do. You see I'm up here. You see I'm up here. I'll be where I want when I want. What are you gonna do? Get on my face. You ain't gonna do a thing. You won't see me moving, do you? You see me moving? Get on my face, bro. You ain't gonna do a thing. Alright, but never on my face. Trust me. You ain't never gonna be picking up a band enough. Never. That's why he's looking at circumstance. Uh, what gets into a grown man's head when he wants to teach children? It sounds like a nightmare. I, it's just horror story after horror story. Just it, it's like it's a lot of times it's all these videos that come out. It's a dude breaking down. Let me tell you. The other day, and I swear to fucking God, this is a true story. I'm coming down Fifth Avenue, uh, and we're all kind of standing there waiting in the light to move across we're walking down the street and a school bus a yellow school bus kids coming into the city i guess from the suburbs to visit the city and they all start to wave out the window at us and we're just fucking standing there staring at them and this is our second and third graders and a little girl then makes the oral <laughs> sex sign in her mouth what? <laughs> now, the woman next to me is appalled. And I'm like, they're just kids. They fucking... Well, why would a little kid know such a... Who cares why they know it? They're just 
awful fucking kids doing awful stuff. Just let them enjoy themselves. There's blowjobs. What the... All right. Well, girl should be making a blowjob sign. Said that that young. A middle finger, I understand. A blowjob sign is something new. They just her. can't. What are they supposed to do? Use the same things that people used before? She just starts going like this. <laughs> up oh, against no. the window. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, we live in a post-Syracuse fucking age. <laughs> so yeah. I don't even want to make eye contact. God knows what the fucking happen. Because you just don't want somebody to yell, look what that man's making that little girl do. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you should just get the hell out of there. Is he wearing Syracuse colors, by the way, this yeah, he guy? Yeah, is. Blue track pants and an orange shirt. Oh, this guy's no, fucking no. juice all the way. <laughs> by the way, that's got to be the worst fucking color combo any school's ever had. Shit. Well, I hope that he taught that special needs student a lesson. My degree feels just as useless. As his teacher. On the interrobang right now, from a previous discussion we were having, there's a poll up on if comedies should have their own special category at the Oscars. So you can go to the interrobang that's on the front page. Should the Academy add a best comedic film category? Yes, comedic films deserve their own category. Or no, the best picture category covers all the films. You can vote now at the interrobang.com. Which way are you voting? I am saying no. Best picture, cat uh, best picture category covers all film. Right now it's 50-50. Dead fucking heat. Definitely got to give him one. Um, here is Nate. Nate, you're on my face. Take him to the zoo, Rock. We'll break right back. Mikey Boy hanging out with us. Mikey Boy, you got anything big to plug? Nope. Nothing to plug. He used to be the plug king, no more. Yeah, I know. I know. This is actually like a flashback to the old JFK days of Mikey Boy hanging out with us. Awesome. Except for Hicks wouldn't have been there. No, yeah, I no. Uh, no. No Zito. No. And Crazy Jen be there. And uh, what was the other guy's name that always one? brought a ukulele with Oh, Bobo. Yeah, Bobo. Yeah. Perry. Perry Noid was the best. And what was his little friend's name, that girl? Which one? Uh, Vincey or Cherry Noid? Vincey. Vincey. <laughs> Vincey and Jerry Noid were great. Uh, we'll break. Run fast show. History's not made by presidents or popes. Or kings, or queens, or generals, or CIA kingpins running dope. History's not made by nine robed men, or billionaires, or bankers. It's not made by them. Heart attack machine Might 
A big giveaway today, signed stuff. Uh, the signed Black Spartacus album uh, is up on the Interrobang on today's contest. Every day there's a different contest as part of Winter Wonderland. Um, Mikey Boy on the Ron and Fez show with us today. I know you're a big music fan, Mikey mm-hmm. Boy. Did you check out the playlist today with the Japanese version of Like a Rolling Stone is up there? A uh, ball and chain that the Rolling Stones are doing with Janis Joplin. Um, first time Elvis was ever filmed. Hound Dog. Uh, a not safe for work. Single ladies, starring Beyonce. Apparently, she's breaking that ass out. Mm. And uh, Rock Gut, uh, featuring Anthony Kilmea doing "Don't Go Breaking My Heart." And I believe. Uh, that was their original song. That was so much like the other one. It's unbelievable. All right, it is the Ron and Fez show. Getting ready to uh, close down a Friday. Um, a lot of the weekend is going to be dedicated to Patrice O'Neill. What exactly is the formatics of this? Do you understand it, uh, Zietz? You know what the O'Neill guys got planned? As far as I know, it'll be a special for Patrice, including uh, his best moments on the Open Anthony show, as well as Unmasked, and it's just going to run continuously, I believe, starting at, I want to say, 6 a.m. Uh, 6 a.m. today? Uh, tomorrow. Uh, so starting at 6 a.m. tomorrow, and running on it, it's a six-minute bit, and runs on a continuous loop. Oh, it's longer than that. Okay, good, because that would start and get to us. Below <laughs> a rep- you know, After a while. Um, let's head over here to Rio. Rio. Ronnie, how you doing? Good afternoon. What, what can I do for you, buddy? Uh, I just wanted to tell a, uh, Patrice O'Neill story. I, uh, work here in Midtown. I'm a stockbroker. Okay, I got know. three radio shows. Uh, I'm with my wife. I'm trying to close a pretty big deal. It's, uh, in September, and I'm at a local Spanish restaurant. You know, I'm a regular there, so we're sitting inside the wine room, and I have uh, some pretty big clients with me. And I see this big guy walk in, black hat. I'm, I'm a fan of you guys. I listen to Opie and Anthony on occasion. And uh, I see this big black guy walk in with a Sean John jacket on and a baseball cap. And he's got three women with him. And he gets escorted past us. He's introduced to the chef. They're walking around the kitchen. They're opening champagne. So I'm like, I, I lean over to my wife. She knows I'm a fan of the show. I said, I think that's Patrice O'Neill. And she's like, no way. Anyway, so I'm, I'm trying to do business. I'm talking to these guys. On the way out, he stops by our table, and he grabs, are you, do you know what uh, camarones a la you are, garlic shrimp? Yeah. 
He grabs a garlic shrimp off my plate, eats it, and whispers <laughs> in my ear, no one's going to believe this. That's a great story. Wow. Thanks. Um, all weekend long, Patrice O'Neill. A salute to Patrice O'Neill. I saw uh, ONA today, and they just... Uh, they just look so spent from it all. It's fucking beat up. It's a fucking yeah. rough one. Yeah, Jesus it's terrible. Christ. Life is uh, life is really, really suffering. Life is really, really hard. Um, by the way, I'm going over and reading some of this stuff. There are a lot of people who think that we are attacking the teacher in Philly for being mad to the kid, and I'm like, not at all. I don't have any fucking problem with what the teacher said to this fucking special needs kid. I thought it was awful what he said to the kid. Well, what about what the kid said to him? The kid was saying, don't call me special. He's fucking special. He's in a fucking wise-ass school because he can't follow the fucking rules. I know exactly what that's like. I know exactly what it's like to give adult shit, too. <laughs> I acted just like this fucking kid in school. I got screamed at the same way. <laughs> and you know the scar I have from that, Fez? Doesn't exist. I don't give a fuck, and neither do they. What you're seeing this annoying fucking kid do, I did constantly when I was in school. It's just the worst person. It's, it's fucking. It's what happens. It's fucking. Peaches get fucked with. Why it's a shitty job? Or it's fucking unthanked fucking shitty job. Yeah, I don't know why anybody wants to do it. We know it's shit already. We know it's shit. All right, uh, Zeet said something to say about Mikey Boy. I've realized that Mikey Boy and UCB Fred sound very, very similar to the point where um, when Mikey Boy would say stuff to you, let's, I'd look over and realize Fred was still here, and I was very confused. I don't hear it at all, do you? I'm, no, I've never heard that. I don't hear it. Really? I, people, I've had a couple calls about it. That people have... What people? P P callers, I, uh, I I fucking answer phones. Yeah. Why wouldn't they go through here? Wait a minute. Do you have the producer line that I don't know about? No, no, no. Liam called him on his cell phone. <laughs> now, have you heard this before, Mikey? I've Boy? never heard that. No. All right, send me in, Fred. B dog thinks so too. Let's let's have Fred come in and we'll figure it out. Because right now I ain't hearing it. You fucking sound like the special needs kid. <laughs> All right, now remember, they're both from the same part of the country. You were born down that way, right? Well, grew up down there, Puerto Rico, remember. Oh, yeah, Puerto Rico, and then grew up where? Maryland. All right, and you grew up where? I grew up in northern Virginia. All right. I, you know. I don't hear any similarity between the two of them. No, they sound different to me. Yeah, there's is, there an, is there an accent issue? or? No, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think we sound anything alike. Why don't you guys do each do that quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog bit? Right. The quick brown fox looked over the lazy... I don't remember the damn thing. Um, no, you don't. Uh, the quick brown fox jumped over the... I forgot. What, I can't remember that. Thing. Do you do you, you say that, Alphaz? No, I don't know that. Uh, Hicks? I, I don't hear. I, they, I, could, I could tell them apart if they were fucking talking. It's... Hmm. Maybe we start a band with you guys. Why don't we do a... Well, you know how they had Hall Notes in Philly. Why don't you guys do Hall and Hall since you sound exactly the same? Come on. Like Proclaimers thing going on. Get the glasses. Get like a little oh, I would love that. Oh, man. I love, you know, it looks like I'm going to be directing a movie. 
Wow. Uh, and if that works out, I may be doing a cartoon where I'm the director of a cartoon. Nice. Now, you know that cartoons have directors, right? Yes. And that's my job would then be the yell at you draw faster. <laughs> yeah. And color it in. I think that's what John Lasseter says on all those Pixar films, and that's why they're a huge success. Do, were you, do you know that John Lasseter came in here? He did. Wow. John Lasseter came in one day, and this is a true story. And it was after the show, and somebody's like, uh, was it John Lasseter? No, it was, it was um, Lee Unkrich, right? Oh, you're right. It was Lee Unkrich. You know who he is? Toy no. Story and all that? I, yeah, I think I do. And he, while he did Toy Story 3, told me he listened to the show every day. And then I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, what's Dave doing now? And I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> are you even bringing up to me? And this is the kind of shit I could be turning you on to if you start to have a unique voice and stop sounding like Mikey Boy. I don't think we sound anything alike. <laughs> I, I know that you don't because you sound like there's a pair of balls in your fucking mouth every time you talk. <laughs> like, he doesn't open his mouth all the time. It's all over bite. So he's like this. I'm Ron, I'm doing everything I can right now. Oh, they sound exactly alike. Uh, let's see. Let's see if all the callers agree with you. Even though the callers that you get back you up 100%. See, it's, I don't know what's happening, but I'm pulling you off that other meeting. As good as you were doing the other day, something is going on right now. Something's not clicking. Uh, who could I use? Let's see. Who would could I use for that other meeting? Down for me. Use me. Um, could I, Fuzz? Sure. I want you to think for a second. Could I? Sounds like you don't want to. What I'm saying is, are you the detail guy that I need for this? Uh, I guess not. Uh, that's the guessing that I don't understand. That's what gets to me. No, no guessing. Fuzz, as a salesman, would do the. You don't want to buy this car, do you? <laughs> <laughs> This isn't in your fucking price range. I guess you're here not to buy this car. You want nothing to do with us. Should I? Should, I think you should leave. I was waiting to bring it up at the right time, and then that time never happened. <laughs> you were here in my office, and you didn't really mention anything about the car, so I didn't. You know, I just thought, be quiet, Mikey boy. <laughs> oh wait, that was the other one. Oh, look who's on Team Zito. Team Zito, Team Zito, Team Zito, Team Zito, Team Zito. Now, you say never, but you just did it a second ago. We all had him pinned down. You called him Mikey Boy. You let him back up again. You're on Team Zito. That'll never happen. It just did. Is no, what that I'm... was anti-Fred. Yes, but by <laughs> but doing that, Zito. But by doing that, you became. If you're like, yeah, we don't like America, but we bombed the shit out of Japan during World War II. <laughs> the enemy of my Wait. enemy is my friend. Hold on, right? and and you're anti-Fred by calling him me. Yeah. How does that? Wow. <laughs> that hurts. I'm pro Mikey boy. That doesn't make so sense. Nothing you're saying. So you're pro me. This is why you could, you couldn't replace Zito in this thing. But if I sound like Mikey Boy, so you're pro me then, too, right? Mikey Boy, can you draw? Not at all. Well, just hands. I can draw hands, yes. Well, I think we make a good team, then. I'll draw everything but the hands, and then you just fill in the hands. You look like every fucking thing that you're doing is Edward Penis Hands. It looks like every cartoon is the same. I'm like, what if a kid saw that? You're like, no, there's just hands. I go, oh, those aren't just fucking ten penises? <laughs> 
God, get your mind out of the gutter. Sorry. <laughs> Look. What are these pictures of? Edward Peterson's. <laughs> Try and eat spaghetti. <laughs> he can't quite get it to his mouth. Because <laughs> he has cocks for hands, Fred. I can't believe how much he actually looks like that, though. <laughs> it's, good, it's good fucking uh, production work on there. Oh, it is. <laughs> All right, now turn it off because it's gross to be on there. But... <laughs> done, done. Thank you. We're gonna make it a great weekend. Um, here's Jim. You're running first. Hey, maybe for the rest of the show, Mike boy to talk like Michael Caine. Maybe if B Dog wasn't fucking spending so much time backing you up, Zito, he would know that he just got fucking radio sharked. He just fucking ate a radio shark cock. Oh. Well, and cock. Cock in. <laughs> shark cock. Okay, spaghetti. Hold on. Is that our next cartoon? Shark cock? Shark cock. Just see the fucking cock going through the water. That's scary. You're gay, right? Uh, no. Fred? What? No. I'm not. Why would you? Why would you think that? You just give off a whole gay guy vibe. No, I don't fucking have a problem with it. Oh no, I'm not. Didn't you think he was uh, Hicks? Definitely, I thought you were fucking. I thought even I saw you making out with another guy. No, well, the other intern dude. Yeah, you know? it's like, hey, what? for both interns, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, let's go into the fishbowl and fuck. So you can do anything you want here. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, you know, it's not like employees. Fishbowl, there's no privacy in there. You want to Why do you need off? privacy for your gay stuff? Don't be fucking ashamed of it. Put it in that fucking storefront window <laughs> till everybody accepts. Yeah, say, check out this fucking hard cock. Well, I mean, Look yeah. at me now, Ma. Top of the cock. Top of the cock, Ma. You always want to yell that out. Fred, when's your classes start? Uh, they start back up in January. Why don't you do this? The first class you walk in, you walk in with blackface and let them know that you want to walk that razor's edge. You're like, oh, I'm from Richmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, Jeb, turkeys. You know, fucking bring back all the 70s thing. I don't know about that. Why not? <laughs> it sounds like uh, I may make a few enemies. The first this is fucking level three or hundred or That's whatever right. it is. You got to fucking. You know what? Yeah, moves. you could get through level two cutting your hair with a grapefruit spoon, but you've moved into level three now. This is serious shit. I will give you this, Fred. First of all, you didn't get me and Lily back together, so you failed at that. That's a major fail. But you did get Fez and Zito back together, and that's something. I never in a million years thought I'd see Fez on Team Zito. I'm not. I'm nowhere near Team Zito. What did you say? To, the bit that you did, was it Zito's that you did to Fred? Yeah. That's on his team. Yeah. I don't see it that way at all. I see it as trying to annoy Fred. I calling him your friend Mikey boy. No, it was just that it... Not that it was a bad thing. That it would just annoy Fred. Yeah, but isn't that the same thing as if you use gay as an insult? Then, like, how would you use gay as an insult? I don't even understand that. They were like, like, oh God, those clothes you're wearing are so gay. Shut up, they are not. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. you're using that as the example. That's good. You can't say then, you know, 
Oh, I'm only using it as an insult, not to insult the person. But How about this as gay as an insult? I smell gay in here. Does something stink like gay? Something stinks of jizz. Well, we're trying to just work on the gay part. Of gay, it. gay jizz. Okay. Because I've never, I don't do things like that. I don't have any racist material. I don't have any sexist material. Yeah. I mean, um, it's the 21st century. It's not really already. Is it? Holy shit! I have got to take a rental car back. <laughs> I am so fucking late with this. My calendar stopped. Excuse me. It's 2011, baby. Uh, almost 2012, because I saw the glasses being worn yesterday out on the street. How's, it po oh, yeah. How's that possible? They were using the one as a fucking frame in the in the 12. It's totally cheating. When you're done with the double zeros, you have to be done with the glasses. Never. You realize you're doing a Rain Man voice now, too, right? No. Uh-uh. Sounds just like Rain Man. <laughs> remember the old Fez voice? Do you remember how it went? Oh, yeah. Does yeah. he do it anymore? Not so much. And then he always says this to me. But I thought I was. Yeah. I thought I was doing it. Do you know how the old Fez voice went? I No, I don't think so. Just act like you're doing a Fez tutorial. Do an impression of yourself. Um, Newt Gingrich says he's the front runner. Well, well, well. Get ready for a Fez tutorial. That's funny stuff. Newt Gingrich is the front runner. He's dominating, That's and he also says he's got it locked in. That no That's one will beat him. I find that very hard to believe. Well, here's the problem: the Republicans they don't want to vote for a Mormon. They don't like a Mormon. They're so conflicted. They have so many. There's something wrong with every candidate. I don't know if they're. Well, what's wrong with Newt? He's just got so much shit, like, in his life that he's done, like, you know, leaving his wife when she had cancer. All right, first shit. of all, yes. But he did not piss on her hospital bed, the way it was said. At no time did I piss on that woman's hospital bed before I left. I never heard about that. Thank that. <laughs> no piss. And if I did do it, I was blackout drunk. <laughs> that makes it okay. Oh, thanks. And Rick Perry has his new ad out. Where's Fez Watley voice? You just had it back when you were doing the thing. Oh, I thought I still had it. No. So Rick Perry still has his new ad out. Do it in the Fezatorial style. A new ad for Rick Perry? Well, well, well. <laughs> Here comes the Fezatorial. <laughs> What's Rick Perry's new ad? It's basically uh, explaining that he's... He's not so bright. It's a, it's a vote for stupid. It's on the IB wire. Commerce, education, and the, uh, uh, what's the third one there? Department of Energy. You know, we've all lost our train of thought before, but not many have done it on national TV. Now, if you want a slick debater, I'm obviously not your guy. But if you want a clean house in Washington with a balanced budget amendment, a flat tax, and a part-time Congress, I'm your man. I'm Rick Perry. What's that line again? I'm Rick Perry, and I approve of this message. Sometimes he reminds me so much of the Draft House kid, I can't stand it. <laughs> he has the same exact face. Draft House should be, his fucking, should be in his cabinet. Uh, hey, Suzanne, you're on a Fez. Hey, guys. Um, Zito's full of shit. 
If you see me Fred sounds like anybody, it's Fast Freddy and Intermat. I agree. He's very Fast yeah. Freddy-ish. I, seriously, I'm not, listen, I'm not comparing you to Matt because he's a fucking idiot. And I like you to be Fred. But Zito should be happy how much I hate Matt because I used to hate Zito as much as I hate Matt. Oh, now wow, Suzanne. Matt. Well, thank you. I appreciate oh. that. Well, you're mean to Fezzy. <laughs> it's right. You are mean to Fez. He and he's on Team Zito. Well, Fez should not be on Team Zito because, because Zito is mean to Fez. You're mean I to me. Fez no matter what voice. Now, Suzanne. What? Does that drive you crazy on a daily basis? Yes, maybe, it does. Maybe you could start some kind of listeners against Zito club. Well, no, because now it's against it's against um, what's his name? In the idiot intern Matt. Mm. He's going to be gone too, so it's going to be back to Zito. Sorry, Mark. All right, Suzanne. Thank you guys. Have a great weekend. You too. I don't like that. I like her a lot. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I love yeah. her. Wait, Suzanne. Wait, what, she Suzanne, you're all that I wanted in a caller. Hey, Mike, you can fill your arm on a fez. Hey, yeah, I was wondering if you wanted to hear my impression of the new fez voice. Okay. Hmm. Oh, what do you feel about him, Suzanne? He forgot to start talking. Lady Trucker, you're on the air. Oh, uh, hey, Ron. Hey, Fezzy. I'm just calling up to apologize for not listening to you guys between 12 and 1, but uh, I just won $1,000 on that Raw Dog Collins show. Oh, great. Let me go over what we were doing here between 12 and 1. We'll salute to Lady Trucker. Uh, what did you do to win your $1,000? I called Joe DeRosa a sand nigger. I mean, my favorite sand nigger. And for that, they give you a thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, and cool. then played a, a penny tin flute. Now was Joe hosting the show? Yeah, Joe was the. Oh, guest okay. Show. I thought you just <laughs> sang it out of nowhere. And then Joe thought, "This is so good, I'll give you a thousand dollars." Yeah, and uh, I was actually the first caller, and I am the first time the first caller has won on that show. That's uh, brilliant. I'm glad the money is going to good people. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> Phone show really doing well. Yeah, they're they're giving giving away away from Andy from Cleveland to this yeah. is where it's going, huh? Where it's going? They're giving away twenty five thousand dollars one day this month. Yeah. Where are they getting this money from? I don't know, but they're giving away a thousand dollars a day for ten days, and then twenty five thousand dollars. <laughs> Won't they give the thousands of dollars to the producers around here, who are the working poor? Pepper, you're going to have to call in and uh, shout some nasty things. We can't even win. Oh. Uh, Dan, you're on run Fez. Oh. Hey, Fez, I missed those. That was a great caddy moment. How did the caddy moment go? The caddy moment. Well, well, well. This is the caddy moment. <laughs> I'm not sure how they went. Let's hear one of your Fez tutorials just off the top of your head. Turn all your papers over and just start doing a fuzzatorial. A teacher in New York decides to tell kids there's no Santa. Well, there is, Virginia, a fuzzatorial. That's good. I love that. Did this really happen? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, second graders. So uh, they were doing a geography lesson talking about the North Pole. One of the little girls says that's where Santa lives. Everybody start laughing at her. 
No, I think some other kids chimed in, and that's when the teacher felt she needed to set them all straight. Sometimes, kids, parents lie. Like now. The two biggest lies you're going to hear are Santa and Jesus. This one gives you presents. Now, it is true it may snow this year, though. So that's one thing your parents are right about. So, uh, the school, I mean, it's not like you could fire a kid for telling a, a teacher, you can't fire them for telling a kid the truth. Right, the school district hasn't said if they're going to do anything at all. But I don't think they can. It doesn't sound like it. Okay. <laughs> but the parents are still furious. They want something done about this teacher. Well, what would you do? How could you get mad at somebody for telling a true fact? To a child. That would be the most ridiculous way to fire somebody. <laughs> they wouldn't lie to the kid. That's like saying if you told them the, the Flintstones use voiceover. No. Fucking actors. What? Wait, those not real people on the TV? No, well, what? they're real people who sit around at microphones and do it that way. I mean, there's not a lot you can do about this. No, unless you could, you know, say that she overstepped her boundaries in a child's personal business with how, her family. How is that it? I wouldn't care if the teacher said it to my kids. When, they, uh, when my kids said it to Santa Real, I go, go ask the other kids at school. They'll fucking wise you up fast. <laughs> <laughs> they know. I second, second grade seems a little late for it. Yeah, I guess so. My daughter's in first grade, and I, I don't know. I think she kind of doesn't Yeah, know of course. You, at first, you're like, I'm going to go along so my parents have fun. Yeah. I remember doing that. Like, oh, yes, Santa is coming. God. this <laughs> hurry up. Go to your room. Get the presents. Bring them down here. Yeah, I think that's about the time when it starts to tip, when you start to... As soon as you know other children. Yeah. That's when it's over for especially, you. Especially if you know older kids. Then, yeah. then, then it's done. Because they're going like this. It's your mom and dad. And you're like, what? <gasps> yes. And you're like, uh, and you're like, no, a man comes here from the North Pole flying on a sleigh. Wait a minute, this story sounds crazy. There may be parents that aren't speaking up that actually appreciate it, that they didn't have to do the dirty work. We had a first grade teacher why that do you would pull lose teeth. Why do you think of it as, well, I don't even know what to say to that fucking swamp talk, but <laughs> why do you see it as dirty work? Well, if the kid was coming to them and they didn't know what to say or didn't want to, you know, didn't want to tell them about Santa, wanted to keep it going. Uh, Rachel, you're on Fez. Hey, I I actually agree with Fez. I have a kindergartner and a third grader, and if their teacher told them, I would be like, thank you very much. I can't wait for them to stop believing in. Well, it's just a fucking big hassle. I gotta wrap gift presents. Well, you're the one who told them yeah. this shit. You just, just you can tell them yourself. I didn't tell them about Santa. Come on, you hear that shit? It doesn't matter where you are. It's perpetuating in our society. Yeah, but you could tell your children, hey, we like to play this game of of Santa. Just the way you tell the game. Those people are dressed up as ghosts. They're not real ghosts. Yes, I agree. But there's a point where you don't like my eight. My third grader, she's eight this year, and she was kind of starting to sound like she might get it. And I want her to figure it out, so I don't have to hide her shit. But 
I don't want to ruin her little, you know, fantasy land of Santa Claus either, yeah. but one, she asks me one time if he's real, I'm going to be like, nope, I'm Santa Claus. I'll tell her right off the bat, but I don't perpetuate it. Santa brings them one gift in our house. The rest right. of it comes from me and my husband, and... Like with the phone show, we'd like to give out worst mom ever awards. Is that me? Yeah. I know. I am. I'm cynical like that. But I just think it's ridiculous to perpetuate this notion that this guy travels the whole world. Like, and and here's another example. So my kindergartner said to me uh, before her birthday last year, "I don't have to be good for you. I only have to be good to, for Santa Claus." And I wanted to say. I'm fucking Santa Claus. Should have done it. But I did it. Why didn't you fucking throw a gun down and yell, I am the short patrol? Come on. We're talking about Santa Claus, mm. for Christ's sake. Mm. All right. That's All right. Bye-bye, worst mom. <laughs> worst mom's the best. I'm fucking Santa Claus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a bad mom. <laughs> Lots of stuff we're giving away on the Interra Bank today, including another collector's item uh, that's going out right now, signed by Tom Morello, his brand new album. Um, make sure you go over there and take the quiz. Uh, let's uh, head on over here to Chris. Chris, you're on a Fez. Hey, Fezzy. Yes. Was the, uh, was the teacher Jewish? Because that's who fucked it up for me. I uh, asked a little kid named Benjamin in second grade on the bus what he was getting from Santa, and he goes, oh, I don't believe in him, I'm Jewish. And I was like, how the fuck do you believe in Santa? I didn't see where the teacher was Jewish at all. Um, Steve, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, uh, you got to ask Sam how he feels about that fat bitch lady trucker trying to, or taking what should be his money. He's been trying to get an extra thousand for a long time. Well, the weird thing is always this. I don't even know how it works out in the phone show because don't they stop the phone show sometimes? Yeah, they've 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 started to have it every week, but it's like a a pool of money where it could be like this week you're going to win fifty seven dollars, and then that the money they don't give away is I think carried over to the next week. It's very weird. I don't even understand it. That sounds crazy. Well, I don't know why they want people to listen at all. To just other people talking on the phone. What well, sounds to be blatant racism? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked by that. LT. First of all, how easy it rolled off fucking lady truckers. LT got lips. <laughs> and then they turn around and give her money. If we put out a press release, it just has the caller that won and everything. <laughs> Here's Big E. You're on running fest. What's up, Ronnie B? Hey. Hey, um, I told my kids straight up, it's not a big fat white man bringing this shit, it's a big fat black man bringing this shit, it's me, I'm Santa Claus. <laughs> Were they able to deal with it? Uh, yeah, they handled it pretty good because they're getting shit. All the thing about it though, it kind of backfired on me, because I'm not doing that good this year, I kind of want to blame it on the white man this year. <laughs> yeah, I understand. This year it's the white man's fault. Yeah. But it is really funny. If you go back and look at it that way, it's like, for some reason, like, if a kid finds out, they just know more than the other kids, which is like a good thing. Makes you feel better. It's like, oh, that kid's an asshole. He still believes in this. Then you just go like this. When you tell the other kids, you go like this. I know, you're a little shocked about it. Here, smoke up. <laughs> These cold.
These are called Paul Malls. I stole them out of my dad's. Take a long hit on that. Doesn't it feel good? Did you and your friends used to smoke when you were little kids? Uh, I'd steal my mom's Marlboro Lights. Would you, me and my friends would pass around like it was a J. Hit on it just like five of us in a circle. Oh, God, I needed this. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what, you don't French inhale? Or you just roll it up out of your mouth and then snort it back with your nose? Hell yeah. You're like, what the fuck? Oh. But it's, being eight is so difficult keeping up with everything. God, I rocked French inhale. What's wrong with the pussy? You don't smoke? No, I don't want to share a cigarette with five guys. Come on. Kill him. <laughs> Put a cigarette out on his forehead. Then relight it. Oh, I thought the kid was Indian. I don't know, I'm not going to know some of these calls. They're awful. Uh, Dylan, you're a manifest. Yeah. yeah. This is, uh, I got a spy report. Spy report, good. Uh, Newt Gingrich yesterday on the campaign trail said that poor people's children have no concept of what it is to work and that people who get food stamps use their food stamp cards to go on vacation in Hawaii. Yeah, that's how I took my last vacation. I had Hawaiian stamps. Uh, the funny thing about what happens in this race is as soon as you move into number one, <laughs> they start to chop your legs off. It's, it's over. It's the worst place you can be, which is why Mitt Romney is not <laughs> trying He's to He's happy number position. two. He's just sitting back <laughs> watching everyone get knocked down. Mitt Romney, uh, I think Time Magazine is putting on him on the cover and says something like, why doesn't anybody like him? It's just like, he cannot believe after all this time and not making any major fuck-ups that people just in his party don't seem to like him. He's not making any fuck-ups. He's not exciting. He's not... And Newt is. And I mean, Herman Newt, Cain is. They're not Perry exciting, was, but they're, they're... And Bachman is. They're like sideshow exciting, I guess. Well, let's bring on Elephant Man, then. I'm telling you... My campaign would just be this. Hey, y'all, vote Ron Paul. And that would be it for me. People love it. And then I'm going to vote against everyone else. Just no, 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 no. I don't want anything else. Let's see what Ron can do. I want Ron to get the full fucking keys to everything. That'd be crazy. The internet would fucking explode. You bring up the internet as if it's separate from the rest of real life. That's right. Now. It's totally different. <laughs> Dude, you should go on the internet sometime. Uh, John, John, you're on running Fez. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Are you trying to... I'll be 36 years old soon. Are you trying to tell me Santa Claus is not real? John, it's even worse than that. I'm telling you that you're not real. I am telling you that you're just a thought that another person had. When you hang up, you'll be gone forever. You're gone already. You don't there is no John. He doesn't exist. Peace out. Oh. Bye, John. By the way, if you even think about that, you're fucking psychotic. If that idea of the, have the people disappeared once you walk away from them, that makes you a fucking lunatic. And you've had that thought, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do me a favor. Get your own voice and let Mikey Boy have his. That was Mikey Boy talking. Let's go. All the calls of people that agree with Zito. Holy 
Holy shit, they sound exactly alike. The only person who agreed with Zito was fucking Fez. <laughs> well, well, well. I've forgotten how to do the Fezatorial voice. So it's my time for a... Tatatorial. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Fez. I'm just funning you. Oh, I understand. We all understand. Yeah. I know we got a big weekend coming up here. We got anything we need to plug at all, Hicks? Let's see. Well, just the, the Patrice, the Patrice, all on this, on this channel, all the time, all weekend long. Starts and then no one ever doing like a memorial thing on Monday. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking really rough. Makes you wonder, doesn't it, Hicks? Makes you wonder about a lot of things. Maybe I should get my shit in order. I know this. You ought to flop on those knees and beg Catholic Jesus to take you back. <laughs> oh, wouldn't boy. know the prayer. I wouldn't. And a correction from earlier. Uh, we had a disqualification on one of the Winter Wonderland Prize winners. So the uh, actual winner was Advocare Matt who picked up the deep signed by Jacqueline Bissett uh, with the sex symbols on the interrobang. Mm. Boom! A little bit of Monica on the phones. Hell yeah. Great song. Blue Baker. Okay, Monica. Um, I just wanted to tell you about, I made my nephew tell my daughter about Santa Claus, so I didn't have to. Great mom. <clears throat> yeah. Although you don't tell your kids anything true, do you, Mikey boy? Nah, I just let her, my wife take care of all that stuff. I was actually all happy because I was talking to my wife about, you know, maybe we should tell the older one about the facts of life. She's like, I already did it. Like, nice. Yeah. It got canceled years ago. <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard. You know, I mean, I believe my parents, but I even believe my dad when he told me that oceans came from bird piss, <laughs> which now in hindsight seems fucking ridiculous. I go, How? I actually said that. Where did the oceans come from? When the real fucking story is, where did the land come from? The oceans were there for a lot longer. And my dad's like, birds piss, okay? <laughs> now, please, I don't want you fucking talking to me when I'm fishing. You scare everything away. My dad piss. used to say that I scared the fish away. And I used to, like, we would go out on a lake. And it would always be like a quiet fucking uh, lake. And... As a kid, I guess I had like ADD. I mean, you know, just sitting there quiet while somebody's fucking fishing is so hard. And I would just kind of lean over in the boat and put my head in the water and go, Swim away! Swim away! And my dad's like, you're scaring the fish. And I go, excuse me? He goes, I saw the fucking bubbles. I know you're screaming, swim away down there. Probably wasn't good for the fish. It's not good for you either. I guess not. A little bit of Fezzy on the phone. Whatever happened to that guy? You just had the one song? Yeah, yeah. one hit wonder. He couldn't come up with any other girl names? No, he Like was... Mambo number six or something? Or... He had a minor hit called Tricky Tricky, but it was very minor. <laughs> Let's play that rapper again today. We got enough time? Uh, we're doing a, a kind of video versus video on the Atari Bang. What's the score right now? 
as of right now. Fucking dead heat now. It's fucking dead heat. Wow. 49.5 points, Reggie, to 50.5, Mac Lethal. Yeah. He should be so happy to be in there with fucking Reggie right off the bat, but this kid's fucking big, and he's fast as shit. And that's something you can't do at all, because I hear you rapping. I tried rapping the other day, but I guess it's not as good as Mac Lethal. Let's Lethal. see how fast you can rap. Cut, go. Um, hey, y'all. My name Don't is you know Frank. any rap songs? Oh, yeah. Just waking up in the morning. Fast, gotta you gotta God. go. I don't know, but today seems kind of odd. <laughs> Uh, You're terrible. <laughs> fuck, man. It's slow <laughs> as fuck. I can't. Good. Yo, yellow, cheese, eggs, white, pancake, back, uh. Put a little bit up on the skillet when it starts to bubble, flip it over with your spatula. Yeah, yeah, that shit look like my breakfast I gotta remember to flip the motherfucker over after cooking it for 30 seconds Ladies love me, I got my OJ Everybody said to do another fast rap to this beat So I said okay, but I'ma speed it up real, real, real fast Cause the whole damn bottle is gone And I'm challenging Buster, Watsky, and Twister Any of you rap kids, follow along, come on Cook with me now, uh, cook with me now, uh, uh I'm making pancakes, cook with me now, uh Cook with me now, uh uh, fresher than a motherfucker Chris Brown broke up with Rihanna's always looking for another silly idiotic hole that he can beat up I wish that he was man enough to get inside the octagon I'm kicking him in the noggin like I'm Leo to Machida Front kick to the face just by me throwing my feet up Winking at Rihanna, baby, please show us your decubs I'm giving it to the man because the cigarettes of the pain Your fate is imminent, I'm in a minute, she got the week to smoke the re-up It's done, that's done, that kick is done He is incredibly fast. Let's go! I got a butter rub another one to put it on. It's a couple minutes, Dell's done, done. Ain't nobody fucking with this kid. So Dell's Jerry Sandusky, I'm gonna kill him with a stun gun. Come, come, get it, get it, get it, get it, crumb. Hit his bitter with a fit of venom when I split a drum. Take another visit in a minute with a minute. The society is in the gutter. Davida, Davida, Danny, Davida. When I'm a little, literally, it'll better you battling anybody. Let's stop that. I heard in the gutter, Davida and Danny, Davida together. I don't even know if that makes sense. He's just saying nonsense words that rhyme. Um. <laughs> Isn't that what rap is? <laughs> Sherry, you're on my face. Hi. I'd like to be introduced to the person that uh, uses the food stamps to go to Hawaii because I use my food stamps to feed four people. Well, why don't you fucking do this? Go, take them to the airport, hand them over, and to fly to Hawaii, feed the kids there. Ball out. Oh, really? Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I'm thinking of a mom. Take them to Diamond Head. <laughs> They'll vote for Newt, and you'll be able to take your food stamps away. How do they expect black people to go to Hawaii? They can't fight, Jeremy. Hey, how big a wheel you got to be before Jeremy takes you around? I I don't know. I'm very big. All right. I'm not talking to you anymore, Sherry. You know who it is? No, I I don't know who that is. Maybe Jeremy's got a girlfriend. A kiss and a making out girlfriend. That's what I meant. Alright, plug away, Fez. On the interrobang.com, your chance to win as part of the Winter Wonderland. The Tom Morello CD signed Worldwide Rebel Songs is available. That is with Search the Game right there on the front page of the Interrobang. Ten questions you have to enter. Uh, put in your entry. First one to get all ten correct picks up the Tom Morello. They say ten questions enter, only one leaves.
Question Dome. <laughs> Question Dome. <laughs> Anything else? And you can vote in the polls there as well on if the Oscars should have a comedy category. And, of course, uh, Lethal versus Watts in the rap, rap pancake competition. You didn't want to plug out the employees list, Fuzzy, or was all that work for not? You had that in front of you? Yeah, I got that. Uh, great prizes all through the rest of December in the Winter Wonderland. Things like Dark Side of the Moon, the Immersion box set, signed by Nick Mason. DVD, Lord of the Rings, signed by Elijah Wood. Live Aid on DVD, signed by Sir Bob Geldof. We got Clockwork Orange, signed by Malcolm McDowell. The book 2030, signed by Albert Brooks. Eat a Peach, signed by Greg Allman on CD. These are amazing prizes in the Winter Wonderland. And the very best of Holland Oats, signed by Daryl Hall. Not Oats? Not Oats, just Daryl Hall. That's odd. But that's just some of the things that will be given away on the Intero Bank. And, uh, and we've got to point out that Fred did another fantastic drawing that's up there. Yeah. We've uh, got to get our plug thing down, Fuzzy. Here okay. we were at the end of the show, and we all rushed yesterday. We rushed a drawing, and we rushed all these prizes. We put up a picture, and never plugged during the show. This picture right. on the site, it could be you. You could be swimming in prizes. Without this kid is covered in prizes. It's great. No hands. Ah! <laughs> you can't try hands. Mikey boy fucking hates oh, you. Mikey boy kills you, boy dude. hates you, Fred. Get fucking stand you. Why, right, Mikey Boy? That's it for us. It ends with Mikey Boy hate, the same way it began today. <laughs> uh, thanks to Harvey Weinstein. Hell yeah. First responders, Weinstein, uh, Weinstein Films on Twitter. Better. Whoops. Uh, that, yeah, goodbye, show. Dog. <laughs> This has been the Ron and Fez Show.